You know that that's going to go into the edit now. It's just before, want you to it doesn't know. matter. I just we want you to know that's going to go into the edit. We haven't that, started. That, we haven't started. No, we that. have. We've officially started. And in that case. Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. If you enjoyed that little interlude, you've got uh, Jamie and Jonesy to thank. They're my well, guests today. Don't know if I'm going to have them back on next week because they uh, are misbehaving. How you I'm doing, so, fellas? That, that little interview was actually for your eyes only, Chris, and I'm a bit, I don't know how I feel about the fact that you shared that with the world. Hey, you share it with me, you share it with my friends. That's how it goes. That's right. You were all friends of the Super Show podcast, a gaming podcast that definitely does not take itself too seriously, obviously. We're available on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, a bunch of other podcasting platforms as well, fellas. On Thursdays, paisleyradio.com at 10 p.m. Go check it out. Now... I'm Internet kind of, radio superstars. Yeah, I just kind of want to get get that intro shit all out of the way because we've got a lot to talk about, okay? Because PlayStation have just shown off their state of play, their first kind of slate of games and updates for the year. BlizzCon has happened. That was a thing. And a couple of other little news nuggets. It's been a busy week and we've got a lot to cover. But first, fellas, I was wondering what you think of the fact that Anthem... Anthem 2.0 or Anthem Next or whatever the fuck they were going to call it is no longer a thing. That's right. It has been cancelled. Well, I, for one, know that Jamie sunk five pounds into (laughs) Anthem thinking that it was going to be a thing. And so he put his money where his mouth was and and now he's down a fiver. Do you know what? Yeah. That that was my GME. That was my Wall Street bets (laughs) that Anthem was going to blow up and that I was going to become a million, maybe even billionaire. So you put your your stonks into it. Yeah, I got you. I put my stonks into it, yeah. I'm all about the stonks. I'm going to be being interviewed by senators before long and they'll be like, how did you know? To be fair, though, you've got an average game for five dollars or five pounds, so that's yeah, but it's not it's not bad. Like as the news story will explain, Chris, I've got an average dead game, which in twenty twenty one terms is kind of a different thing. Kind there of, we go. kind of, kind of. Okay, so let's. It makes let's, me. This makes me. Before we get to the news, it does make yeah. me a little bit sad. Like I'm ge- totally. like genuinely. Ooh, I never you played. You sad, uh, Jonesy? You sad? You big, big cry? Big sad, mate. Big I'm big sad. sad. <laughs> I never Sometimes, played anthem outside of like i think the little bit of streaming that we did on atg but um there was a lot that you i think that could have been great about that game so and anytime a game gets like canned like this is is yeah it's not great dude i like i'll promise you not even this news but before when it's like oh anthem is actually pretty shit i was mad i was angry because because <laughs> you're right it it's a game that lends itself to a lot of fucking potential <laughs> it was a game that lends itself to a lot mm. of potential like you know, especially with the flying, which, as it turns out, was a big part of the problem <laughs> in terms of the development of the game. But the flying felt fucking great to me. I loved it. Um, yeah. The gunplay was okay, uh, but I think it just fell into the tr- a lot of the traps and tropes of the genre. And it's funny, yeah. Jamie, you mentioned it when we were discussing uh, a handful of episodes ago about Marvel's Avengers and how right. this the greatest game of last year. Yeah. But like basically saying how there is a blueprint for how these things are expected to go. And right. as long as you follow the blueprint, like you won't have a bad game on your hands. You might you might yeah. not have a great game, but you're not going to have a bad game. Well, and then like, Jonesy and I disagreed on it at the time and that conversation ended up taking way too long to get through. So we don't need to delve quite into the depths we did last time. But yeah, I, I am of the opinion that I don't see why so many looter shooters or whatever you want to call them do keep persisting in getting this stuff wrong. 
Like yeah. you only, you can go back as far as Diablo 3, you know, a, a decade's worth of yeah. learning lessons from how not to do loot in games. And some people still make the same mistakes, you know. Part of what was considered for the plans for Anthem 2.0 or Anthem Next, whatever it was, was a revitalization, a complete, comp- complete reworking of the loot system. Yeah. How are you getting a loot system wrong in 2019? They, like, where, they what you, have it wrong. What, Dude, yeah, but like, out, what case got, studies you are you looking at or not looking at? Like, uh, No, it was crazy, right? So I remember you You go out into the world, you kill these dudes. It's like, oh, you've picked up this fucking gun. Mm-hmm. Okay, guess what? You can't You can't equip it. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that was it, yeah. You have to you go, go back to, go back to, to fucking home base. Yeah. So imagine, imagine playing a game like Diablo, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, you've got to teleport back to town in order to equip your new thing that you picked up. But Destiny did that, but Destiny did it in a smart way because de- uh, for, for, you know, but they did the same thing, which was you get the engram or whatever they call it. Yeah. So you yeah. don't know what it is, but it's the same thing. Like you've, you've picked something up, but the, the problem is as soon as you know what that thing is, you want to equip it in the game. Yeah, you want to use it. Destiny, you want to use it, but, as, but if you don't know what it is, like but that's why Destiny you, was smart because they said you don't know what it is. Well, Destiny was smart so you can't use it, it. it just found another way to get like an element of gambling involved because what an Engram was, <laughs> yeah. it was better than a weapon you could use in a moment. It's a weapon that had the potential to be the best weapon in the game. The thing about the way <laughs> right, that yeah. Engrams worked is when you looked up at the percentage chances, even like a purple or legendary Engram had like a 0.1% chance of giving you an exotic. So every single thing that dropped from an enemy could have been the best gun in the game, could have been you know, the yeah. Galahorn or whatever was hot at the time. And you had to go back and you had to essentially roll an invisible die to find yeah. out what you got. And Anthem, again, like that was something that Destiny kind of, people, it rubbed people up the wrong way over time, but it was something that Jonesy and I clearly remember from Destiny. Why can't yeah. games like Anthem learn lessons like that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. And, 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 and yeah. But hey, it's, it's issues stemmed far further than that. But look, that's that's the old anthem, okay? Because fucking hell, I remember having a nightmare of a time on that famous ATG stream that I had, where the term "hot panic" was coined for me. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. but Iconic. look, you know, looking to what they did is they said, okay, the game is obviously in a bad state. They threw up their hands and they said, we know we fucked up. Let we're going to take it back to the drawing board. We're going to revitalize a few things and we'll come back. And to their credit, they did go back. They changed a few things. They brought it back to the public. It was not very good. And they said, you know what? We're going to take it back one more time, right? And that's when the whole Anthem Next kind of thing, a complete overall was promised. And yeah, a team since uh, since 2019 were fucking toiling away, hoping to revitalize it. But alas, fellas, it didn't come to be because EA assessed their progress. They basically said, show me what you got. And what they got was not good enough. You know, they felt it hadn't developed enough, and I guess they just didn't feel that they had a successful game on their hands. Yeah, and I, I think but the, yeah. you get this with a lot of games, though, is that, that you go so far down a certain route, you have to do too much to come back. I think, and that's maybe where the sort of problems you face is where you're like, "There's nothing we can do to this game to bring it back." Yeah, it's 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 a big pity that EA is involved. Maybe the most purely business-minded uh, yeah. company like game dev company out there like nothing necessarily wrong with it you know because i mean at the end of the day it is business but it's almost like in order to make anthem a complete overhauled success you need to spend a lot of money as soon as you're spending a lot of money the you know the number crunches at ea are going to go it's not worth it so it's almost like a catch-22 of a development hell i don't know it's yeah i feel bad especially where i feel bad for the team 
Me too, because this this has also been a weird small subsection of Bioware that has sort of been allowed to slowly tinker away at this thing and build the foundations for what a new anthem could be. But yeah. never, from what I understand, had the access to the amount of employees or the size of team it would need to actually get the wheels in motion. What yeah. happened in the process of Anthem 2 being relaunched? Dragon Age went into like full-on development, which we'll discuss yeah. in a bit. And um, the future of Mass Effect, uh, which I believe is the term that Bioware is still referring to <laughs> the new Mass Effect sequel as, the future of Mass Effect uh, got announced. And so for EA, like you're right, Chris, it's it's like a manpower and a money thing where they're like, well, we could spend money and time making sure Anthem gets good one day or spend time and money making sure Dragon Age and Mass Effect don't become another Anthem. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I think if any of us were in charge, that's an easy decision, right? But they are, yes, if we if we actually had to write the checks, then yes, because it's not about it's hearts and minds. You point. know, you you say okay, draw a line across that one, and let's just fucking make sure that the next one. But unfortunately, for Bioware at least, mm. Anthem was that one. It's like, well, let's draw a line across Mass Effect Andromeda. Anthem's going to be the one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> although you, it's it's not even EA though, because when you think about it, like if you've given them the chance to make the game, they've made the game, and then it comes out, it's disastrous, and then you turn it, they go. We know what we did wrong. Just give us more money and time and we can fix it. Like, you've got to be kind of stupid if you go and have a look at the progress and like, nah, to like let them carry on. Because well, they didn't uh, get it right in the yeah, first place. Yeah, so why know are they going to get it right in the second place? We don't know what that progress is. Maybe they just put fucking Thomas the Tank Engine in the game and called it a day. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you, you, if, and you'd have to have seen an epic change in, you know, what was going on in order to say, yeah, this is worth time and effort and money. Yeah. And you've seen it before where stuff happens like that with games and then it becomes a whole new game because they're like, it's not what you were making, but it's yeah. actually there's something there. Yeah, For them yeah. to turn around you know and just what? cut it off. Like. Jonesy has just made me realise something, though, that they have missed a trick. Like, there was one actual thing that Bioware could have done that would have basically guaranteed the future of Anthem 2.0 and it probably would have been a rip-roaring success. I cannot wait to hear this. Three words. <laughs> Zack Snyder's Anthem. <laughs> Before you know it, of course, you got a seventy million dollar budget. You got reshoots. Yeah. You got VFX art, like uh, and uh, everything's doing the the a- main HBO bad guys being redone. The games market, I yep. gotcha. And the best thing about it, the director of the previous version of the game that no one gets, that no one liked, gets wiped off the face of the earth. Joss Whedon <laughs> is, the sc- is, is scum, and no one's allowed to enjoy Buffy the Vampire Slayer ever again. <laughs> And then, but the tagline, the tagline for the film or the game writes itself as well, which is like six words, which is uh, just as trash as the original, which is what both of those things would be. Well, steady on, Jonesy, steady on. You're going to come up against the Zack Snyder army if you're not careful. (laughs) Dude, like, that trailer, watching that trailer, I was like, wow, it's the same shit that I saw before. (laughs) Just like sold again. Oh, okay, fair enough. The, the, <laughs> the superstar director between Batman versus Superman, whatever for justice, strikes again with another hit <laughs> flick. We'll the, best, the best bit in that trailer, I don't even remember it being in the original, but where Jared Leto turns to camera. Oh, yeah, oh, it wasn't oh. in the original. Yeah, It wasn't in the original. I, I thought was it just was like, a joke, though. I was like, oh. What the, we, we live in a society. Live in, yeah, I thought that we live in a society was a joke. Oh, it's but a he mean, says dude, it. yeah. But why yeah. does he say it? I don't know because he's the Joker. Who can tell what's I'm happening the, in I'm that the Joker, baby. brain of his? 
But like, if you yeah. if you say to me, "Oh, like this is gonna," well, he's fixed it. It's gonna be epic. And then you show me that one clip in that trailer. I'm like, "Oh no, he's he's made it worse. Possibly it's gonna be even worse." I'm gonna know. watch it just for how bad it's gonna I'm, be. I'm so I'm super curious about it. How the fuck did we? First of all, how do we get from Anthem to this? But <laughs> I am super curious to see what it is, and I'm looking forward to watching it. I might not enjoy it. I might enjoy it. I enjoy. It. I'm one of the few people that actually enjoyed Batman v Superman. So fucking why not? Do you know I what? Do you know what they? <laughs> to bring it back to Anthem, to bring it back to Anthem, I think the the an analogy would be um, you sit down with Anthem, like the, the Zack Snyder remake of Anthem, yeah, um, and then you are like playing for a few seconds. Like, All right, okay, they might have fixed it. Let's have a look. And then you walk into that hub world bit, and it's exactly the same as it was the first yeah, time round. And you're like, but this is the thing, oh, dude. it's just as trash. Yeah, it's but hold on, this trash. is the thing because part of this overhaul, you know, it's not going to be a new voice acting. You know it's not going to be uh, new <laughs> yeah. motion capture. What they're working on is game systems, mm. right? Like that's yeah. oh, I assume. That's what we assume, but yeah. that's what makes the most sense. Uh, can I can yeah. I ask a question that might might like put a bow on this sort of this element of the anthem story? Which Nine is the, inches. Um, there we go. We've got it. Got it in one. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to say that like one of the things that uh, some of the reporting around Anthem and Bioware's development was suggested that like people at Bioware, like higher ups, would say to the people working on the game, uh, "Hey, if stuff's broken after launch, we can fix it after launch." That's kind of the way these games work. Like oh, there was yeah, an yeah. element of fix it after it's out that was sort of like worked into and considered in the development cycle and the development process. Because where, again, when you look back through time, whether it's uh, like the mentioned games we mentioned thus far, like Diablo or Destiny or The Division, yeah. so many of them had redemption stories. Yeah, No Man's Are Sky. We, no, yeah, No Man's Sky, like a similar redemption story. But with weird things happening like Anthem and like a lot of the uncertainty around Marvel's Avengers, are we entering the era of games that are going to be considered warnings for future generations of like, hey, you can't just throw money at stuff until it works. Like some of these games will die yeah. and be hundred million dollar so, dude. failures. I hope so, dude. Because I, I've actually got the inside track. Okay, I'll tell okay. you guys exactly what happened. Let me let me paint the picture of what Anthem Next was going to be. Okay, if these guys were fucking working super hard at it, and they they brought it to a place that they thought was really fucking good. They're about to bring it to market, and what happens? Marvel's Avengers launches and it's the exact same fucking game. <laughs> and that game gets fucking slated and they're like, mm, yeah. fuck. So somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, board, boys. somewhere somewhere at Bioware, there's like a there's like a, a whiteboard and the title at the top of the whiteboard says Anthem DLC ideas, and someone's just scrubbing off the word Hawkeye furiously, like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, they yeah. did it the first. Hawkeye suit. Fucking get rid of it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I think the some part of the problem is that they think it is easy. So like when we talked to before and we said there's th certain things you do in games and uh, we'll talk about in a, in a little bit um, a game that I think has gone the wrong side of this, which is copying what other games have done, oh. which is Outriders. Oh, interesting. And when you copy Blood. too much of other games, you, you start to get you start to get you know maybe too far down the other route of having a game which can't, is not going to be successful yeah. because it's too derivative. And you lose your identity, um, right? Mm. Exactly. So I wonder if there's part of that is that they're trying to, you know, trying to be different yeah. whilst not being too different, and they just go on the wrong side of it. And Anthem does seem like it could have been one of those stories. Yeah. But they, I mean, they did screw up. Well, some dude, listen. I mean, I, I'm not shit. entirely surprised. So when we were on All Time Gaming and we made a, a relatively okay video, <laughs> it was actually a great video. I lie. Um, <laughs> about how Anthem could kill Bioware as part of our Game Changers video essay series. 
And when the main game that's the focus of your studio at the time was Anthem and your studio can't get its act together, what's a small team going to do? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? I mean, for sometimes sure. it's like, yeah, okay, you know what? Less cooks fucking fucking up the pot, but it's in like, reality, the chances are that small team doesn't have, you know, they're just shunted in the back office and said, don't disturb anyone. They, they got offered a Band-Aid when their leg had just been hacked off with a machete. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and told to regrow a leg. It's like, mm, yeah, doesn't work that way. We'll we'll come back in six months and see how your legs cutting back. Okay. <laughs> in retrospect, there is quite a funny thing in like, why do video games not feature flying? It's like because it's almost impossible to implement, like in a good way and have but a good game. I don't with know, dude. In. Like, unless unless I'm entirely alone on this, but I thought the anthem flying was felt fucking fine. I no, like, no, I'm I not saying. Flying, yeah. I thought it felt okay. Yeah. As far as flying goes, but when you look at games in general, like flying is not that common, yeah. especially in the type of game it was, yeah. because it's hard to do, it's hard to feel good, and, and it often isn't great. But so then the second you, you know, you say, we're going to have a game with flying mechs, <laughs> maybe there was a bit of a warning there yeah. when you're like, oh. Man, the, um, you know. gamers, uh, about a week ago, they released their video kind of discussing the fall of Anthem. And I was watching it and I was, like I said, I, I get angry about the failure of this game because it should have been a fucking knockout of the park. But the thing that strikes me is the game still looks so fucking gorgeous. Mm. It is a good looking game. Yeah. yeah. But, There's some cool shit in there. There's definitely some cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. But, I don't know. But hey, listen, you know what? Anthem's downfall might be to the benefit of some of Bioware's future titles, such as the Mass Effect game that, you know, we don't know anything about or... Dragon Age no, 4, sorry. fellas. Chris, I don't mean to interrupt, but can you please, from here on out, just refer to it as the future of Mass Effect, please? I mean, oh, sorry. Let's, the future let's of Mass Effect and Dragon <laughs> Age <you>. 4. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so maybe, depending on your perspective, some good news about Dragon Age 4, uh, because it has been reported now that it is going to be a completely single-player experience. So it could be from the backlash of what's happened to Anthem and the kind of games as a service not being this uh, money messiah as people kind of thought it could be, uh, especially mm. those uh, number crunches at EA. Um, yes. But it's also been said to be following the success of Jedi Fallen Order as kind of thrusting single player into the, the spotlight once again. Yeah. So, Thank God, the best type of games. Yeah. Single player, man. Right. Because uh, Jeremy... Jason- yeah, sorry, go on ahead, Jamie. Oh, no, I was going to say, do you remember EA were the ones at the forefront when they shut down Visceral Games, who were like the Dead Space studio who are also working on a Star Wars project, yeah. and they put out that really awkward statement about how, you know, they weren't sure there was a future market for big <laughs> AAA single-player experiences, and yeah. everything they've done Insane. since then just about has proved them wrong. It's kind of great, but not good <laughs> for the jobs that might have been lost along the way, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it's kind of kind of mad. But uh, yeah, it's the same as that. But it's, it's the same as that bullshit, right? Where we we always say, like, when you have like a something happens, right, in the world, like I don't know, a war or like a, a bust in the economy or something like that, or like a boom, and then everyone says, right, when that we we've learned from that, we're never going to do that again. <laughs> That's the sort of like EA going. Single player games don't really work. Then they're dead. Yeah, surprise, surprise that they're going to come back stronger than ever because you were just wrong. Like you were just saying shit because at the time, yeah, but it's multiplayer also, stuff was successful. It's also one of the biggest game developers saying uh, single player games are dead yeah it's going to have an effect on single player games like but see but then i think in the long run it 
it's if if anything like they they will just fall out of um, favor. Like I don't think those big names are big enough. They're not monopoly enough over the whole industry to stop people playing what they want to play. And it's all about trend, right? We all play different games based on trends and how you know things take off and things get. But they they were yeah. wrong. They were friggin' wrong. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. Uh, but yeah, so I'm sure lots of Dragon Age fans will be glad to hear that it'll be a single-player affair. Although on the development team, a lot of people were pushing for a single-player experience, but some people were kind of excited about that games-as-a-service kind of thing. So, man, I, I just hope that it's like two people because if it's another fucking, <laughs> if it's another fucking split development, then it's, it's not looking good. Yeah. Man. Anyway, <laughs> Dragon Age. <laughs> wow, it's, it's that, funny. a long pause and then that, Josie I, just says Dragon Age. Well, like, I was, I was, I have nothing else to say about from what you were saying, but I will say about Dragon Age. It's one of those games that it's not a game for me, but everything I hear and see about it, and I'm like, okay, actually sounds like something I could get into. And then you say, oh, it's a single player RPG. I'm like, okay, I could get into that. If you just said yeah. to me, it's a um, multiplayer games as a service, and it's about like dragons and blah 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 i'd be like yeah i think i'm out but then you yeah i don't know i've tried to play all three dragon age games and never finished one of them and i'm just worried for my track record especially (laughs) considering that was alongside finishing and liking the mass effect games and i never understood the disparity that's interesting that's really interesting I don't know. I don't, it's weird. I think I think you cannot finish a game and still really enjoy it. Oh, you, you are right. You are absolutely right. But I, I also think like when in in like story driven action RPGs where there's so much about like choice and the narrative and especially games where the narrative leads from one after the other. Yeah. I sometimes draw questions like when I look at my own experiences with those games. Like, okay, maybe I was having a good time with the gameplay. But if I couldn't even see through the story, like I wasn't even intrigued enough to see the fucking ending, like what happened to these characters, then in some cases I felt like I was personally building, then how engaged could I really have been? And I know sometimes life gets in the way, but when you're on a like a zero for three record with a series like I am with Dragon Age, <laughs> like maybe I've got to read between the lines. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong in about how about the level of like the story driven aspects of it but i'd say a game like skyrim which was like a story driven rpg i didn't finish but i played a shitload of that game yeah, and i thoroughly enjoyed it i and i, I don't know if you guys agree. I, I don't think those bethesda or at least uh, skyrim is a better example i don't think they're like story driven in the same way as a right. bioware game yeah yeah that's what i was kind of yeah like the story of the, the elder scrolls uh, it's you know, people love them. Don't get me wrong. Like the whole, especially with hey. Skyrim and like the fucking, I don't even remember the factions, the Imperials and whatever, you know what? but like it's there, but yeah, the, it, it's not necessarily the main driving focus. I feel in, that those games are like, yeah. hey, here's your character guard and fucking the world. That's the kind of. In fact, I can pretty much sum up the whole Skyrim story right now if you want me to. Go ahead. Basically, <laughs> you play as a guy, they're going to chop your head off. They yes. don't because a dragon comes. You get out of the dragon town. You go down the hill and speak to the shopkeeper. You help them get the golden claw off 
The, Hold on, are you literally going to recount everything that happens in Skyrim? Then after you've done the Golden Claw, you go to the first village, you kill one more dragon, and then other shit happens for another 100 hours and the game ends. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah. the, everyone remembers the first three hours of Skyrim. The, the next 97, who gives a shit? It's not only Skyrim, it's, yeah. it's any Elder Scrolls game. The first three hours are always like, oh yeah, yeah I'm like, into oh, this, I'm into this. Do you guys remember that, like, like, I would just want to go and kill shit. <laughs> Yeah, like it's just, everyone remembers yeah. the story to oblivion. You you get out of the sewers and then <laughs> the, the credits roll. <laughs> For me, Skyrim was easily like thirty hours of just walking up to people going, "So I do shit," just launching them <laughs> off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> or or just um use it okay on on PC uh fucking spawning infinite amounts of cheese on the top of a hill. I'm just watching it roll down. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, honestly, I'm just more impressed that Jonesy is so endeared to Skyrim that he's making up his own shouts. And now, like, Fusrodar <laughs> must be one of the most famous shouts in video game history. But Jonesy's turned it into, what was it? Vadouche. Uh, do you know what? I was, cha- was channeling um, uh, Kung Fu Panda a bit. I tried to get a bit of Skadoosh in there. Skadoosh. That's funny because we heard that Jack Black just got cast as the old grey wizard in uh, the Skyrim movie. Yeah. The old Strange old world. Wizard. I forget uh, the guy, the, the the old man who teaches you how to shout at the wind. I don't remember his name. I remember, no, I remember no. the the big dragon's name, Parthenax. There you go. Or maybe, there you yeah, go. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, sounds like it sounds like a disease. <sighs> well, well, no, it, it sounds like a weapon that the US would have used in Vietnam. Like you think anthrax? Oh, yeah. or, or, or you think like oh, but, yeah. Oh man. Ah, well, fucking. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> at some point, I, fucking maybe at some point we'll get leaks of what Anthem next looked like, and you know maybe we could all breathe a sigh of relief that maybe that game didn't come out. I don't know. We will see what happens. But what I do know, uh, Jamie and Josie, is that mm. this podcast is only made possible with the support of some lovely individuals, our patrons. They went over to Patreon.com forward slash Super Show, checked out some of our tiers, and said you know what, I want to throw some money at these guys and we are eternally grateful for that. And uh, here are some people that threw some money our way that lets us keep on doing the random bullshit that we do for your uh, erotic ear pleasure. I'm talking about AIM, Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Brett Z, a.k.a. Shellshock, Hacksaw Book Read, Jesper Cam, Don Nielsen, Javela Cujo, Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Magic Grits, Matt Tawi, also known as Octio, Mindful Pig, Nathan Pierce, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Sean Kennedy, Starfall Kid, Zach Cream, and of course, the big boys, forever in all of our hearts, Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and the Dude Abides. Thank you so much for your patronage. It really does Thank mean the world to us. Uh, and if you much. would like to join that list of prestigious, cool dudes, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash super show. And for as little as $2, you get access to our Discord server where we are always kind of, you know, chatting along over there, doing some funny shenanigans. Uh, Jonesy once uh, sent nudes to the whole team uh, accidentally, of course. I think it was only meant for one or two people, but, you know, that's the kind of thing that happens over there. Just my ass, just from the back. Just my ass. Yeah. Well, I, I hate to break it to you, Josie, but back. your ass from the front would be a very different sight. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's the song? Where you, what you can see it from the front. Wait till you see it from the back. Is that Doja Cat? <laughs> you can see her ass from the front. 
Oh, because it like it's so bulbous, bulbous. You can see it from the front. Fucking hell! I must admit that took me a minute when that song dropped to be like, "What? I can see the arse from the front." If you if you could see it from the front, you should see it from the back or something. I think it's you see it from the front. Wait till you see it from the back. Wow! There you go. There you go. Okay, Doja Cat, guys. I, this is the second time you've done just, this. Every time a news story or a little segment ends, Jones is just going to say the main, yeah, like he, say he the one word. Sighs and goes, ah, those your cat <laughs> anthem. I'm thinking it's my new thing as I'm getting older. Yeah. I'm well, you know thing. what? It, it beats anything that I can say because I feel like I'm. Has, is my internet? Is it just shit the bed over the last like ten minutes? Can you guys be honest with me? Like, uh, am I on a massive delay or something? It hasn't. No, it's fine. It, it hasn't been fine. great, but I think oh. we're managing. Okay, okay. Jones has also changed colour, so I don't know what the fuck I have. Yeah. Do, Jones Jones is doing one of these. do you know what, folks? You know what? It's seven hey. minutes to midnight right now at the on a Thursday, <laughs> and we've all had a very long week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have. yeah. You could afford us some of your fucking patience, all right? Now, yeah. <laughs> guys, uh, I, w- I want to do something a little bit different this week, okay? Because instead of a comment of the week, we have some questions from our friends over at paisley radio not the people that run paisley radio but uh, our listenership from paisley radio which we do appreciate each and every one of you so i've got a couple of them uh they shouldn't take us too long to kind of cover maybe like more don't want to say quick fire but you know short answers are appreciated because we've got you know a handful of them to go through so i've got declan from addison illinois hi guys i've caught your last few shows on radio so not sure if you've already covered assassin's creed valhalla is Valhalla the most beautiful and best open world Ubisoft has ever developed? Mm. Ooh, yeah, big question. A big that question. Is, Very. That is a one. decent question because it is a good-looking game. Now, I know you guys probably have a lot more to say about it because I haven't played Valhalla, but I have seen what it's looked like, and I will say that I personally prefer the look and feel of Odyssey. I think they did an exceptional job with the variety in that game. Okay. It's it's interesting. Odyssey was, was a gorgeous game, um, and the Mediterranean stuff was the colours and stuff was really vivid and that. But I was taken aback by how pretty Valhalla was. Yeah. And when you first sort of, I've only played some of the early game stuff. I haven't played as anywhere near as much as Jamie. And when you sort of climb to the top of some of those mountains, and you get the snow and the cliffs, and I think you get like the aurora as well. Yeah. And it is a friggin' gorgeous game. Like it's is phenomenally phenomenally pretty do yeah. you think yeah. it is the most beautiful and best open world ubisoft have ever developed uh, maybe the prettiest but the best are from what i've played it's not the best in you know a lot of it, things it, it tries stuff it tries yeah. stuff it comes up with like uh, solutions to some of the things that ubisoft have uh had like thrown back their way in terms of like the people had problems with them in the past you know they've tried to kind of like streamline the side mission system so now they're all mysteries that kind of take place there and then and don't clutter up a quest log yeah things like that are kind of unique to twists but is it the best open world they've ever made i don't know because it's also like you go back to the early days of that quote-unquote formula before we were burnt on it burnt yeah. out from it and like you go back to your first experiences with Far Cry Three, for example, and it was a revelation. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, Black Flag. Yeah, but exactly Black Flag, and again, like where they they put an interesting twist on it, and it just you know it was a breath of fresh air. I also have a, a rogue shout for the most beautiful, and it's not one that people are going to be expecting. 
Um, but prior to the kind of the break they took in development of Assassin's Creed when they came back with Origins, it's set in Egypt. And they kind of technically seemed quite similar since then, although obviously changing locations has led to uh, you know changing color palettes and changing looks overall. But Assassin's Creed Unity, which was the one for, that was famous for being an absolute mess on launch, that was the, disappearing uh, faces... It was Parish, yeah. The one with like floating eyeballs and absolute <laughs> yeah. like hideous monstrosity. But that game is really rather startling looking, even to this day, in my opinion, because yeah. it was before they changed their tech. Um, they used like a baked uh, lighting system, for example, where like depending where you were in a story, it was like predetermined times of day. And that meant that everything in terms of the lighting and the shadows had this really sort of like predetermined quality to it. That yeah. And I just think. Look- yeah, that I think suited the series better more than the more sort of like huge open world and open ended design of the recent ones has had. But so I recommend, yeah, anyone curious, just go and try and find like a 4K PC capture of Assassin's Creed Unity. It's a it's really interesting to look at that given what the new ones look like. It's a decent job. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. All right, cool. Let's move on to the next one. K from Cork and Ireland. With the trailer of Mortal Kombat just released, which game adapted into a film is your favorite? Question is for all of you. Don't worry. We'll all answer all of these questions. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the Mortal Kombat trailer, I guess if we have time, we'll, we'll kind of discuss it more towards the end of the uh, the podcast. But it looked pretty cool just to kind of put that out there. Uh, yes. But yeah, favorite game adapted into a film man that's tough man i was fine i don't know tough. if i've yeah i don't know if i've got a fit i almost have to remind myself of what their fuck it is to choose well i i think that from the most recent ones that have really done well obviously like detective pikachu and the sonic film detective pikachu i actually really enjoyed the sonic film was like a solid five out of ten for me i did fall asleep oh in the, you absolute filth bag i fell asleep in the cinema jonesy so i mean i did oh, like, sonic is i did miss like a quarter film. of the film so you know maybe maybe i missed some of the magic there but i it was okay um my I, kids have made me watch sonic like 30 times and oh, now wow. i love it jeez uh <laughs> but you know funnily enough i think two two game related uh films come to mind when you ask me like what was my favorite not necessarily that they're objectively the best but Mm -hmm. the prince of persia felt like a non-video game film that was based on a video Mm -hmm. game so i thought that was pretty cool uh i don't think it did anything wrong it didn't have a lot a multitude of sins it was an enjoyable film except for maybe the fucking ostriches because that just kind of seemed a little bit out of place but i don't know maybe 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 it belonged. <laughs> um, but the other one is actually the <laughs> the first Mortal Kombat film. I mean, I was young enough to be like, this is fucking, this is sick. And it had that soundtrack and it had this fucking Goro motherfucker. And I was like, I was all about it. It's fucking cool. And fucking yeah. Scorpion, he puts his hand like this and the fucking insect wicked, thing yeah. comes out. And that was his fucking spear. It was quality. Yeah. A lot of people have a lot of nostalgia for that. I, I, I think... I'm looking at a list now for what it's worth on Wikipedia and I'm realizing I don't really have an actual answer. The closest <laughs> thing I had to an answer is something that I was excited for when I was younger yeah. because I was 14 when it came out and that's the 2007 Hitman movie which <laughs> I remember not being able to see in the cinema but buying the DVD when we were going on holiday to Scotland. And Was uh, that the Timothy but- Oliphant one? It was Timothy Oliphant and Olga Kurienko, yeah. yeah. You and get, to see, you get to see her tits in that one. You do. 
I remember buying the DVD. uh, Yeah, I was in Scotland. It was like a holiday, and it was like the one thing I was allowed to uh, (laughs) buy, like as like a treat for the holiday, uh, just for us to stay in a hotel room with no DVD player. (laughs) So I just remember, I remember staring at the box for Hitman (laughs) DVD for a week, and as like a fifteen-year-old, and being like, "This is gonna be fucking rad." I'll I'll drop a a little tidbit for you as well. Well, not a tidbit, but a a bit of a curveball. Because as bad as the Doom film was, that it last... was alright. I thought no, nah, it's terrible, dude. But that last five, okay. that last five minutes, when it actually went into the first person view, that was so cool. That was really yeah. cool, and that was obviously before a lot of CG had kind of taken hold. So a lot of it was like choreographed practical effects, which makes it even more kind of. Cool, that five minutes in first person looks so trash. Like they, I thought uh, it looked cool, they had dude. to. I was like, I want a whole <laughs> film like this. This is this is what no, Doom was, is. I don't mean it was bad, but it was trash in the sense of I just remember like the whole movie was, uh, you know, and the monsters and stuff which were kind of fast and sort of um, a little bit like trying to be you know appear from nowhere and attack yeah. and disappear and in that section all the monsters just sort of stood there and went Rah! and then <laughs> yeah. he just shoots them but it was a, but it worked it looked cool like it was I, a I fun little I want to say that aside. I saw I saw a behind the scenes thing of it and they basically did it like a stage show like everything right. was on cue and, and like I said it was choreographed so yeah it was That's cool. literally like jump out and and the monster goes Rah! and if the guy was like two seconds too slow the monster just had to kind of keep on going <laughs> until he got shot or something um but i also and i i don't know if i'm imagining the detail here but i want to say that it wasn't meant to be in the original film and they had a bit of budget left over or something and they said oh this would be really cool to do and then they just okay. kind of did it but i don't know if that's a, a false recollection but yeah what about you jones you, you haven't <sighs> mentioned anything Man, it's so tough. Like, I, I did what Jamie did. I put up a list just to kind of remind myself what's been out. And there's so much trash. Like, Street Fighter so movie. So much trash. Jean-Claude it's... Van Damme banged uh, Kylie Minogue. No, I mean... it's his daughter, isn't it? No. In that? No, because no. he's... Actually, he's in... oh, he didn't bang her in the phone. phone. They no, were I thought it was his daughter. banging oh, okay. behind the no. scenes. No, but wasn't he... Like, he was Guile and she was Cammy or some shit like that. Oh, was he guy? Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting confused with what was what in that film. But okay, I, I will say that some of the, <clears throat> some of the newer ones I think are better. Detective Pikachu, I actually liked. I thought was pretty cool. Um, and Tomb Raider, the Alicia, Alicia Vikander one, I quite yeah. liked. I thought was decent. That's all right. Yeah. Um, and then, and Sonic the Hedgehog, I've, I've watched that. Like I said, shit loads of times with my kids now, and I actually think that's a cool, fun, like. It's nothing special, but it's it's a pretty cool movie based on that you can watch with kids and yeah. it's, it's fine. So many of the other ones are hot trash. Like I literally was looking up a few, thinking, "Well, These the Assassin's sh- Creed film." Seeing as we spoke about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, oh my goodness, with uh, Michael Fassbender, that was awful. That Fassbender, film was so crash Fassbender, Michael Slowbender, more like. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the, no, there's the, it's not been great, is it, over the years? No. Nah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. You know, hopefully future game <laughs> movies will be better. I kind of think that the next Mortal Kombat film is not going to be good, but it'll still be fun. Uh, but yeah, let's move on. Ian from Moffat in, this, uh, Moffat? Moffat in Scotland. How would you say it, Jamie? Uh, ask someone Scottish, I don't know. <laughs> mm, funny, Jonesy, huh? thoughts? No idea, mate. Well, Ian yeah. from Scotland. <laughs> will the new Pokemon <laughs> Snap be the biggest game on Nintendo Switch? Also, is it a much demanded follow-up to the N- to the 1999 N64 favorite Pokemon Snap? 
So yes, it is a much demanded follow-up, but no, it will not be the biggest game on Nintendo Switch. I don't believe. I mean, you, you're talking about um, Animal Crossing, which is like getting close to 32 million copies sold. I Pokemon Snap is probably too niche. Yeah, I think it has the potential to be bigger than people might have imagined a few years ago just by virtue of the popularity of the switch and the bizarrely high attachment rate between like switch owners and like nintendo first party titles yeah true. i think it's probably because they're starved of nothing else like <laughs> i would consider buying a pokemon <laughs> snap game in 2021 <laughs> i've got no nostalgia for the original so yeah but you're i'm right, gonna Chris. i'm gonna go left field i'm gonna say because what is it at the moment? We're saying Animal Crossing was like is the second biggest. Mario Kart, I think, is the biggest Switch game ever at the Sounds moment. Right. And then, yeah. um, then Snap. probably like Odyssey it's, and Breath of the Wild are probably like three and four yeah. in some so, order. So Snap's got to be well up there, right? It's got to do l- big numbers. I'm going to say because of when it's coming out, as Jamie just alluded to, it's coming out early enough in 2021 that people go insane for it. And it becomes one of the biggest. I don't think it'll be in the top three, but let's say top five. Top five. Wow. Top five. Top uh, five. And Jamie, I think I got to correct you because I believe that 3D Mario All Stars uh, is it already up there? Yeah, I think it's overtaken. Wow. I, I think. I think it has. Fair play. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Totally possible. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Jacob, and this is the last question. Jacob from Bowen Island in Vancouver. You know. North of wow. the border. Hi, Super Show. I'm a bit confused. Is Resident Evil Village a standalone game or a sequel to Biohazard? Can confirm it is a it's it's a numbered Resident Evil. So <laughs> it is a but it is a sequel to Biohazard because you're playing the same character. Yes. They've said it as well, haven't they? The, the devs have said it is a direct sequel. Yeah. But I think, do you know what, though? To be fair to Jacob, they've done such a stupid thing with the name. Like, it's eight, it's not. It's village, it's eight. It's Roman <laughs> numerals. Like, I can see why people would say, are they trying yeah. to make it sound oh, like it's not a direct sequel? It, it gets weirder than that because, so the, the one before it was Resident Evil Biohazard, right? Mm. But in Japan, or- Resident Evil is called Biohazard. And I think in Japan it was called Biohazard Resident Evil. <laughs> Biohazard, Biohazard. Was yeah. the number seven a part of the title officially? Or have we just taken to calling it that? Oh, I think it was. I actually can't remember. It oh, seems so like, because then that's another thing. Like, what, why, why, like, obviously make Resident Evil 8 and not use the number in the, at least in the marketing or promotion of it, when you did use the number seven very clearly in the way you yeah. had the, the previous yeah. game? They had I, this seven oh, no, was no, in the in evil. seven was in the evil. Yeah, yeah. So it's so the same thing. They just highlighted it. It was highlighted, yes. but it wasn't explicitly said Resident Evil huh. Seven. Interesting, interesting. It was Resident Evil Biohazard, and then so maybe this is just the new thing. So that dumb. New. But hey, so dumb. Yeah. we can figure out what the next one can be because they're going to limit themselves <laughs> because they're going to get to nine. So it has to be IX. So, oh, so it's going to be called Resident Evil have, Six. Yeah, we already made that joke. It's going to be called Resident Evil oh, Six with the IX. <laughs> oh no, did you? That's great. <laughs> yeah, I missed that. that. Yeah, thank you. That, that was one can... of mine. Yeah. Well, there we go. Okay. Um, well, I will, I'll say the other thing for Jacob is that Chris Redfield's in this one as well. So yes, Chris Redfield's in it, and I can't remember the the main. I can't remember the main character from like who you playing? Ethan. Ethan. Ethan Winters. Ethan. Yeah. 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 And and I guess because it's a, a direct sequel with Ethan, and obviously we don't know how they kind of relate to each other, but his girlfriend, who spoilers, you kind of rescue in. Uh, Resident Evil 7 is in there as well, kind of spurring you, it would seem, to go to this village or whatever it is. 
Because um, you're rescuing is, your daughter, right? You've, it yes. goes from seven to then eight, you're rescuing your daughter. From yeah, this. something like that. But then it's also the, I guess, the reasoning behind keeping that first-person view is because, hey, if you're playing as Ethan, you're playing in a first-person view. Yeah, see, every, all, like Ethan is the only Resident Evil protagonist that sees out of his eyes. Yeah. Every other Resident Evil protagonist, like, you know, like Leon or Chris or Claire or whatever, they actually have, you know, the little guy from Super Mario 64 just in the cloud holding yeah. the camera on a stick? Yes. He actually yeah. floats behind them. <laughs> and there's a Shiba Inu behind, in a control room, telling them what to do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> It's kind of, you know, a bit of, bit of a crossover. <laughs> Japanese right, guys, horror. Let's very quickly catch up on some of the games that we've been playing. Yes. Um, do, I, I, do you know what? I'll really quickly say that um, I have uh, uh, finished pretty much uh, Super Mario 3D World and I'm just working on Bowser's Fury. Nice. I will say I've cooled on that game site since last week. It's good, It's but it's one of those. Um, and if well, you need is, that in your that life, mean? then it's what there for you. Jamie? In the, like you know what, what I would mean when I say it's, it's a traditional Mario platformer, like a core-based Mario platform yeah. in, the, in the same vein as the Super Mario Bros. Um, and all those classic titles. It, and like I have occasionally found myself had nights where I've had the just one more level or just one more stage yeah, kind of effect, yeah. and I just keep going. But then I've also had it where I really thought I was about to finish it, and it goes poof, one more world, which sounds like <laughs> a bonus for any gamer who's really enjoying their time with it. And I realized that like, actually I kind of thought I was done, and I'm not going to say wanted to be done, but you're um, ready. Yeah, I, I just I feel like I got my fill quite quickly. And I think I, it's maybe as you. a result you, yeah. of like we've o- we've all only got so much capacity for Mario goodness in our lives nowadays, right? And <laughs> I got my fill, and but I'm looking forward to focusing on Bowser's Fury. Yeah. Um, I did play something else, but um, Jonesy also played it and was playing it for the first time, so I might leave that to him. I will also just quickly give a shout out this week to. Oh yeah, um, very important. Come on. Uh, yeah, actually, genuinely, like if we if we didn't have so much news to cover, I'd talk about this for 15 minutes. <laughs> such as the nature of how like like flawed I was and how grateful I am. But um, the uh, some of the members of our Discord, specifically uh, the PC Master Race Lounge, and I'll give uh, <laughs> personal shout-outs to the Dude Abides and to Grim. they actually came to my rescue this week because I was very close to not being here uh, this evening for this <laughs> podcast. My PC could have been in a box somewhere up in the middle of England. Um, I had a, 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 like a, like a hardware, one of the components of my PC failed, bit the dust, Obviously, not being a desktop PC user, like by default, I would would never in a million years have been able to identify it myself, much less uh, do anything about it. They gave up their time, both of them during work days, um, to talk me through the problem, like find out what was actually wrong. Uh, talked me through like the part I needed to replace, found me a link to like get for a website that would send the part out the next morning. It did. And literally both of them, I had met these headphones on, uh, Grim and the dude, both in a uh, in our in our Discord chat with me, talking me through as for the first of my life, I uh, was opening up a PC and replacing <laughs> it was the SSD for anyone wondering. Um I, to put it, I'll put it this way, I spoke to my mum later that day and I was trying to explain it to her because she doesn't understand this channel the podcast she doesn't understand discord she doesn't even understand communities and she asked like did you have to pay for it and i and i was like like no that's it like it was they were just were generous generous with their time and um just one of those really nice wholesome moments where you're like you know it's really cool having a community like this that we all um that that we can that we engage with on discord but also like were like just there for me at a yeah. time where like the willing, alternative willing to was, help 
yeah, when the alternative was me putting this thing in a box and hoping for the best and like see you in two weeks, maybe. Yeah, um, that's and cool, they really man. pull through. Um, that's cool. So shout outs to them and yeah, and just shout outs to the whole Super Show community. Like it yeah. really is like a kind of one of those really nice, like warm, fuzzy feelings when um it's when a everything family. kind of comes together it's like a that. Family. Well, it is like, and you you know, the bigger you get, the the harder it can be to kind of like keep in touch with that side of the community. And I'm glad we've still got that. So. Yeah. One of my favourite things about that is in my head, it's like from a, a 90s action movie where Jamie is like trying to defuse the bomb oh, and he's sweating. like trying to cut the wire, he's sweating and they're on, in, the, in the headset going like, Jamie, you've got to cut the red wire and he's there going, go. <gasps> if you ever speak to Grimmel, the dude about it, ask them about what, the, what, what was happening when I dropped a screw inside the case. That's so easy to do. It was literally like you would have, if it was on TV, you'd have heard the screw rattle around. It would have like, <laughs> camera would have panned to me. I'd have like pulled the face and you just heard, would have heard the 24 hour, sorry, the oh. 24. <laughs> doon, 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 doon. Wow. I, I didn't think you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, panned up to your face and then you just hear a big shit sound. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I would have shat myself yeah. had I not been so focused on getting that PC fixed. Fair. Anyway, that was my week. Thank nice. you. Nice. Yeah, I guess if they didn't help you out, you wouldn't be recording this podcast. 100% I wouldn't be, guaranteed. Yeah. Because, like, we, we're all, probably all three of us consider ourselves quite tech-savvy, right? Yeah. And we're so used to something not working, and we just go, oh, I'll just fix it. Like, I'll find out what's wrong, and I'll fix it. Yeah. And I just realized after two or three hours fucking spent typing in obscure command prompt like uh things and stuff like that. just trying everything i could and thinking like i can't even get to the stage where i begin to figure out the problem right. or yeah. source the problem or replicate the issue and i got on a discord call and told them what had happened and it was about 10 seconds in they both at the same time went yeah that sounds like this and they were right they're right <laughs> yeah well, like, hey, I dude, to- welcome to the joys of pc ownership I know, right? Uh, but they literally absolute lifesavers, absolute lifesavers. To be fair, yeah, if your console shits the bed, you just literally have to just send it back. You've got no choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. All right, go on, Josie. What, what you've been playing? I've, do you know what? I've not played much, but today I actually got managed to get on a live stream um, over at Twitch, and Jamie joined. You me. got on a live stream, you scumbag! It has been I did. like how many months? Oh, do you know what? This was the first live stream of this year for me. So um, wow, it was, it was, it was emotional. Uh, yeah, cause the um, Outriders demo dropped today at 5 p.m. in the UK. Of course, yeah. Thursday, the 26th, that is. Uh, so we sort of hopped on that. And I've wanted to play... Um, I've wanted to play Outriders for a while because I remember looking at a lot of the stuff they put out, the trailers and things, and it looked really good. Jamie then played it. When was it, Jamie? A year ago or so you played it? Uh, it was, yeah, January of last year before the wow. world got set on fire. Technically, like, we were still using the uh, the old offices to record the early episodes of the Super Show. That's how right. long yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Jeez. Yeah, so, so they put out the demo, and then we hopped on for about an hour and a half, and so we sort of hopped in, played a bit of it. It was an interesting one. It was a... There was a number of things that kind of really stood out to me, and funnily enough that we've already talked about. So that game is very derivative in a lot of ways like as you're playing it like chris you gen- you genuinely be like oh this is from this game this is from this game yeah and it does feel a bit odd um it doesn't feel bad like there's there's well I, you know i was gonna say sometimes that's not necessarily a bad thing jonesy 
No, it's not. But then at the same time, I think Jamie made the point, as in it, I think it's accurate, in that the, one of the problems is if you put too many things together, you end up having a game which can't really find itself because yeah. it's just trying to be patched together a whole load of other things. So think, for example, like the, the Destiny menu system is just recreated wholesale um it seems like and we were laughing about the fact it feels very gears of war like the way that you can you're in cover and then you can run to another bit of cover that just feels like gears of war and someone said it's actually made but they did make a gears game the guys who made this um and we were and then i think i even made a joke about the running before being able to run like are you going to run like a gears character and as soon as you could sprint (laughs) you do like the only difference is rather than being locked behind you and the camera kind of moving with you to give that weird motion the camera is slightly set off to the right and further back so you watch him do the weird run and the camera's smoother um (laughs) but yeah it was fine it's i'd like to play more before i can sort of formulate an opinion but um, i I need to try it out the the thing that strikes me about it is uh a question about identity and not like gender identity or anything like that. More case of like, like remember Lawbreakers came out and it's like, oh, right. we've got this character and that character. But actually, no one cared and no one remembered. And that that's kind of the thing that it seems like Outriders is happening. To, so you know, Outriders is like a similar thing. Outriders has classes. Not It's much more Destiny like it has a class. It doesn't have a character in that yeah. sense. Like you're your own character. And immediately the first thing I think I noticed and we talked about on stream was um, the way that it, uh, it it differentiates those classes quite a lot. So you have like a sniper class, you have like a tank class, and they are very different. Like they play completely different. Yeah. And I, I like that. I think that's a strong uh, thing to include in a game rather than the typical thing these days of going, everyone's kind of generic. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, you need to get on the demo. It's free to play. I don't think it's time. It's not linked to any sort of time thing. So if anyone hasn't played yeah. it yet, hasn't got onto it, it's like 20 yeah. gig-ish, something like that, 25 gigs, something like that. I think it's, yeah. And yeah, like you said, it, it's no time limit. I think it's open up until the game comes out and progress carries over as well. So Yeah, it's that, that's like- actually something I wanted to touch on. Thank God that more people are doing this. It, it seemed like it, it's been happening on the Switch for a very long time. Like I remember there was the uh, Dragon Quest... Uh, demo yes. that came out and it's like and that was like fucking a five hour demo or a 10 hour demo whatever it is and it's like oh yeah if you decide to buy the game your progress carries over why aren't more people doing this i've I decided don't i don't like it why because it's so <laughs> so this is so playing this playing this demo today it sort of struck me that when you used to play demos of games yeah it felt like they would put you in Maybe I'm just misremembering, but it felt like they would give you a, a slice of the game to play and you would get you would get an idea of the gameplay and the mechanics and how everything worked. You'd have a good time with it, right? Yeah. This was like the, the beginning of the game and I didn't necessarily want to play the beginning. I wanted to just get stuck in and experience what it looks like to play it. But they were forcing me to look at cutscenes that I might... If I never get the game, I don't care about. I'm never going to complete that story. They were forcing me to like learn about the systems in the game. I don't mind using the systems. I don't really want to sit down and go through everything. Like, I'd rather have a, a section from the middle of that game. But they're like, no, no, do the intro. Um then your your but your what you how far you go carries over i'm like you're just trying to trick Jonesy, me into Jonesy, buying just the stop, game okay just stop because jamie is shaking his head so much he's going to dislocate a fucking plate in his neck just now it feels like he's just trying he's, to- he's, but he, he's literally wrong about some of the things he's saying right now <laughs> no i'm not like what? you can't you can skip the cutscenes. no no not you can't skip them it's trying to get you to you watch said them. you were being forced to watch them 
As in, it's in the demo, not the. So you, not sorry, let me, let me rephrase it. Were you being forced to have the option to watch it? Then is that what you were looking for? <laughs> As in, it gave you a section of the game where it's no, because this is the other thing. You say the you're only, not, the, the you only say, thing. Hold on, hold on. You say you're not forced to watch the cutscenes, which is true. You can skip them, but you're forced to play through the prologue of the game, which is not representative. Yes, you of the are game. Th- you are forced to play the through the prologue of the game once. If you restart with any other class, you can skip it entirely. And what does the prologue do if you actually skip through the cutscenes? It tutorializes the cover system the shooting the dodge mechanic and like and like loot uh, you pick up That's one a, weapon that you need equip that weapon do you know what you, nah, you, do, do you know what, you know what would be bad do you, know, do you know what would be bad game design creating a demo that asks players to learn that on the fly that would be bad you don't design. need to learn it on the fly every gamer knows how to do that it's not exactly like revolutionary it's you press x to go to cover you press circle to roll like you don't need a tutorial well i'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to going back to your twitch stream and clipping the part where your objective was to open the loot box and quit the machine gun and you ran past it <laughs> so oh, well, that was but every every gamer knows chris i don't know if you've heard that that's because i'm sorry no no you that's that's exactly indicative of why it was stupid because it put you into a section where it was nothing like the real game and then it started giving you waypoints on, like on a map game. and saying go over here go do that go and how talk was, to this person how, go and come it was completely pointless <laughs> how was it how do you know how was it not representative of the of the game when that sequence was just a combat linear combat sequence because none of what you do at the beginning of the game, which is whereby you're learning to do the shooting, you're learning to do like the cover stuff. If you pick a class like I did, where none of that stuff matters, that's not really how you play the game. Uh, if you think the shooting, the cover system don't matter to the rest of the game, then you haven't played the rest of the game. Do you know what? I, I, what am I talking about? I only played six hours of this game, but more than you. Like I, I should know my place. <laughs> it was. It was just. It felt like they were trying do you to. Know what? Put can you- I? Can I? Jonesy, can I say t- tell Chris something? I was yeah. playing this game with Jonesy earlier. Yeah. I, Jonesy was hosting a game. I joined him. Yeah. Jonesy decided to fast travel back to the starting hub and it gave me an option on the screen saying Jonesy wants to fast travel do you want to opt in and I had to press a button and opt in and fast travel us together Jonesy complained about that he goes oh I'm not sure I like that You can't yeah, I don't. I, no, I, I don't. I don't really like it when it gives you a voting system in a game. If you're a team leader, party leader, I think you should be able to make the decision to fast travel. Yeah, but would you fast travel back to the hub and then you decide you're just going to? No, no, no. Like, for- no, mate. Every anything you want to do in this game, you have to, you have a vote. So if you were playing online with other people and you were like, "Hey, man, I don't I don't know these people, but let's go and do this mission." Or but it's let's like go you have, you've never played a, a modern multiplayer game, then some some of them don't, don't do it. Some of them do do it. Like you don't have the option in a lot of games. You don't. This is okay. For example, I, for I, example, I this, this when you're playing a, this Warzone, this is a weird gripe, Jonesy. This is a weird when you're, gripe when you're playing Warzone and someone clicks i hate that they're giving me options it's not an option so uh, it is an option it's not an option so what i'm saying is when you're in the game so hold on you want to start the mission you you travel back and then jamie gets given the option if he wants to follow you or not no 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 definition i can't travel i can't travel back unless jamie agrees to be fair, I don't actually know what happens if I say no. If it's so, just, yeah. no, no, I, that no, it's Chris. As you said, I have no option. So I can host a game. I can be playing with other people. I can say I want to fast travel back to the the main world. Jamie can say no, I don't want to do that yet, or just not answer the question, and I can't go anywhere. Are you I'd sure? Have to... Okay, then that is then that is fucked. I, I do. It's admit, a stupid are thing. You, are you sure that that's what happens? If it's because... yeah, if it's my party, I should be able to make him come with me. No, 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 no. Other way around, Jonesy. If he says no, can you just go back to the hub and Jamie stays where he is? Because no. like that's what happens in Diablo. We don't know. We don't know that. We don't know that. We didn't. No, know that. you don't. 
Guaranteed. Oof. You want to? Yeah. You want to bet? I, I'm no. I, no, I, I don't know either way. We didn't try it. I've got no idea. Okay. Can, can I? Can I just put something out there for for any listeners that are gonna, that are going to try the Outriders demo? Let us know if, if you fall on on Jonesy's side because I'd be interested to know. It sounds a little bit mental. To can me, I? Can hey, I give you? I can I give you an example? So let say. me give you. Let me give you a little uh, an example from games that everyone will kind of get of like. I like so I like it in racing games when they give you the souped up uh like adapted tricked out car at the beginning of the game to yeah. let you get a feel for what the game will feel like when you're further along. Then you have the stupid thing where it says, "Oh, you've lost your car and you've got to go back to racing yeah, the sure, shit sure, banger sure. again" because it gives you a flavor. This demos nowadays do the reverse to that where they go, "No, you start out at the very beginning, you put like an hour and a half into this thing before you actually get into what the game's going to play, and then you might go, "Oh, I don't really like this, not for me, I'm never going to play it." So you've just wasted an hour and a half of your life. But doing- it's the start Cut of the scenes. game it's the start of the, the game. demo should not be at the start of the game the demo well, should not I'm, be the start of the game i don't think there's anything wrong with that jonesy the demo think, shouldn't be the start i think if you want to if you want to know what you're getting yourself into guess what the start of a game is a pretty good thing no i no, i think i'm going to talk about a demo terrible. that, that starts talk- in the middle of the game and it is a big issue I want a slice of the middle of the game. This, indi- this indicative. I, I, I get. I get. Like. I do get where Jones is coming from, but I think if you're making a demo which includes uh, a character creation tool, which this one does, which is going to transfer Pointless. over to, which is going to transfer over to the final finished game, which this one does, and we're also talking about a. Let's be honest. If you want it to be by skipping cutscenes, twenty minute to half an hour long prologue that essentially just tutorializes the core mechanics of the game and never has to be played again for as long as you go back to that demo, no matter how many times you restart or how many different classes you get to choose from. I don't think it's a big deal. I really don't. Yeah. I, I, no, fair enough, fair enough. And if you if you don't mind it, if you like it, then that's fair enough. It always just feels odd to me. I, I, I mean, I put, I, put, I put it this way. Today was the fourth time I've played that uh, opening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I think if, I if anyone should my have a gripe with it, it should be Jamie then. I was, it was like, oh, yeah. Was, is, this. Haven't I'll done this you, in a year. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what else. It, one of the things that kind of rubbed me the wrong way then with the with this was you could feel that the game wasn't you weren't you weren't playing the game as you would be playing it because the controls didn't feel right for the situation. And you know when they use like an engine and game mechanics in a game that are obviously not indicative of how the game's really going to play. As an example, I'd say Marvel's Avengers story sections where you're walking around and looking at things and trying to do things yeah. slowly feels trash because the game is supposed to be running, jumping, smashing things. Yeah, so, and, sure, it's, and it's sure. built to be runny, jumpy, smash things. The sections in the early part of this game where it's like walking around and doing a little it just feels a little wonky to me it felt a little odd as soon as you go to gears of war mode and you're sprinting around and shooting people it felt fine the last thing i'll say is right is that i feel like they're being tricky and that they're trying to trick me jamie into yes. playing their game and that is that's the reason i don't like it that I, much. it's a, i think i think that it's a demo and i think that's what demos have been since the dawn of mankind i don't think it's I a think trick they're, they're using their their loot psychology to say loot oh, look, psycho. You've, you've already you've already invested two hours in the linear narrative of this story you should get the uh you should get the pre-order and carry on the story that's but that's but that's what a demo does it makes you go oh maybe i want to buy this video game yeah. maybe, maybe i want to buy this video. product <laughs> do you know what if, but, 
Fair enough. But a demo, I think like a demo should go, do you like it? If yes, buy it. Whereas I think some of these demos say, it doesn't matter if you like it because now you're you're um, connected to it psychologically. Oh, you have no choice. No one, no one on planet Earth is psychologically connected to Outriders. I kind of want to go back and play more of it, but I'm not psychologically connected to it. I think ah, it seems like enough. it's good fun, but... I mean, I'm playing the same three-hour chunk that I played a year ago, and it's yeah. kind of hard to know where it goes beyond that. Nope. Like, it's hard to know what the loot is like. It's hard to know what the end game is like. It's hard to know what the story's like. You know, you can be optimistic, but we'll see. Hey, I think more demos and more demos that let you carry over stuff, nothing but a good thing. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Like I, 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 <laughs> the reluctance in Jonesy's voice. Yeah, okay. I can. I can. I can see if I can say that if you like that stuff, fair enough. If people out there enjoy it, I just feel like I don't know. I, they used to do it differently, and I don't know. I kind of like the old ways. Maybe I'm just getting. Oh, old. see, this is this is exactly. This is just a back in my day rant. I get, yeah. yeah, it all makes sense now. Yeah. There you go. Right. Well, anyway, I'll tell you guys what I was been doing just very quickly, very briefly, because. I've been playing more Magic the Gathering. Fine, whatever. Make fun of me if you will. Um, but I also Nerd. appeared on the Just Interesting podcast, fellas. And uh, that episode is going to be dropping soon-ish. I'm Decent. not entirely sure. Probably on the weekend. Uh, so you can look forward to that on Just Interesting uh, on podcast platforms of your choice, but also on YouTube. Um, Why does that sound familiar? Hmm. But uh, a couple of other things. Okay, so I've been playing some Dota, which is good. But the reason I bring it up is because I've been streaming it. Yes, back in the streaming nice. game. Oh, okay. Twitch TV, uh, hot panic. So go check it out. Uh, I When I stream some more, it probably won't be Dota, but I don't know what it'll be. Everyone's fucking streaming Valheim, so I might as well just get on that. I, I, I swear Steph has been streaming like every day this week. Yeah, he has. There must be something to it because it's got like 5 million people playing on, on Steam or some shit like that. Yeah, um, a lot of people are into it. I also tried out, talking of demos, I tried out that Project Triangle strategy. Yes, from the Nintendo Direct. Yeah, and uh, I haven't gotten very far in it, but I think I can confirm that it is both good and bad. <laughs> mm. Right, okay. If that makes any sense. Um, it is as stifled as that trailer made it seem with very few fantastical elements and funnily enough um jonesy it is a demo that drops you in the middle of the game so you mean a proper demo so it's like hey this is about halfway through the game (laughs) so um we've adjusted a few things they even say a little pop-up window says you're not really going to know what's going on but we just hope you get the feel for it (laughs) it's like okay so you're saying there are, no psychological, there are no psychological mind tricks, Chris? Yeah, no psychological mind tricks. I was not uh, oh, clung. I have not clung to it. Um, I think it's very flawed. I, I like those kind of games in terms of the uh, strategy elements of it. You know, with the grids and all that, and the different characters with different abilities. Like you got your your archers and you got your spies and your ro- you know all that shit, and that's all cool. But I just think that they've just completely gone about it the wrong way. It's like you enter an area, there's a bunch of exposition, which is like the most fucking dense bullshit you've ever heard in your life. Then you go into a battle area, but then there's a pre-battle phase where you can walk around talking to the people on your team and and do your equipment and go do a, a separate shop and buy potions, whatever you need, right? And then there's the actual battle phase itself, which takes, sorry, which feels like it takes like fucking five years to do anything. 
And then you do something. It's like, oh, well, that was cool. And then it's just like rinse and repeat. And it's... it's that like, sounds terrible. It's like, I'm not gonna honestly, lie. it's like pulling teeth. It's like, why... I, I think I briefly touched on it uh, last week's episode. But why didn't they just make a, another Final Fantasy Tactics? Which would have been so much better. Don't have to add in all the new things. Don't need to reinvent oh. the wheel. Just give people what they want with the new style. I don't know. They've got they've got other plans for the Final Fantasy <clears throat> franchise, Chris, as we'll see later. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. Okay, but we'll we'll get to that very soon. But the last thing I'm gonna say is a reason why I haven't been playing many like much variety of games is because I've been binge watching something on Amazon Prime. I've been watching The Patriot and not the the Mel Gibson uh, <laughs> epic. Uh, but Gibbo. rather rather Kibbo, but rather a TV series called The Patriot. Uh made by Amazon Prime, actually, like Amazon Prime Original or whatever they call it, exclusive. Uh, it's only two seasons. I think it's been cancelled already, but it is fucking <laughs> great. <laughs> There's something about watching a show that you know has already been cancelled, but know. it's kind of... I know, but it's this is really good, and it's really fucking quirky and funny, and it's highly recommended. I don't want to say too much. Go watch a trailer if you're interested in quirky, well-made, funny uh, things. It, it's set in the modern world, okay? I think it's set in like 2012, uh, even though it's like a year old or two years old. But yeah, go check it out. Anyway, listen, guys, the, one of the main reasons we are here is because PlayStation had their State of Play event where they showed off 10 games, some known, some unknown, uh, a few surprises here and there. But this was, again, much like we said about the Nintendo uh, Direct at this stage, we're going to expect that all of these first showings from these companies are going to be the Band-Aid moments. Let's pull the Band-Aid off, just show people something, we've got it done, and then we can move on to the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing, with a big thing probably coming in the summer, right? Would you agree? Sure, yes. Yeah. Yes, I think. And I've said it multiple times, and I'll say it again. The only expectations these shows will fail to surpass are the ones you set yourself if you thought that elden ring was going to be at the state of play (laughs) you thought that elden ring was going to be at the state of play yeah no one else (laughs) you have no one else to blame but yourself um Uh, yes well look just so there were 10 games shown off so we're going to go through each of them just very very quickly some of them warrant more discussion than not but they started off with crash bandicoot 4 about time coming to the ps5 native 4k 60 fps faster loading time Adaptive triggers. Stop me if you've heard this before. Um, um, Chris, do you, know, do you know what I have to say to that? Yeah, stop. It's about time. Oh, wow, it's about time. Uh, do you get say, it? I, I, yeah, it's, very it's about time. It's, it's, it's very, about time. very intellectual. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I've got to give credit to the to the folks over at whoever the fuck made that video game. They came up with it. But, uh, yeah. Well, there we go. Uh, more Crash Bandicoot goodness. That uh, your save transfer... Uh, is possible and cards this is cool cards can be used to jump between levels you know which is that like you pause on the on the playstation thing yeah. and the cards pop up with blah 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 so that's pretty this cool this was actually that was a cool uh, feature in astro's playroom um, yeah yes for sure is that you could uh, hop into different levels almost instantaneously through the cards so it's, it's yes yeah, a good thing to hear they've got it here as well it's pretty cool but it, uh, i mean with a game like crash bandicoot where it's not necessarily pushing the graphical envelope as it were is it really a surprise that on fucking playstation 5 which is so powerful to say oh yeah it's native 4k 60 fps that's like oh and it's got fast load times 
selling point. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, boys. Is I suppose been, they have to say otherwise, what do they say? Us? Yeah, I'm kind of with Jonesy. Like, you're, like Chris, you're right in that it's stating the obvious, but at the same time, like, what's the alternative? Like, just not say anything, in which case it's like, look shiny. It's like, you, nah, you, you kind of care think about that they should have, nowadays. like, a catch-all label. Like, I guess Xbox kind of tried it, but I guess they've abandoned it with the kind of, like, optimized for Series X or whatever it was. Which kind even of that, it's like, like yeah. it's too loose. Like it never means the same thing. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that's yeah. probably why they abandoned it, right? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, look from Crash Bandicoot, which looks like a hell of a lot of fun, anyway. Um, to Returnal, which is uh, you know, I still going to say it's Soccer Mom the game. Uh, Chris's most anticipated game of 2021. But look, look, look. Okay, there are some interesting things because they showed off some more gameplay. Looks, it does look good. It looks like. A solid gameplay kind of thing. Um, in terms of the gameplay, kind of reminds me of, funnily enough, Control, right? Yeah, no, yeah, I know why. Yeah. But I do I get those that. vibes. Just sci-fi, fine. Um, but I was, I was kind of saying that, like, you know, what? it does have the potential to be that sleeper hit. That's like, hey, this game is actually fucking cool, and everybody should be playing it. It could be that. Well, yeah, it could also just could be, be absolute shit. Who knows? I think um, with from what I've seen of Returnal, that if the story and stuff's strong, and if the the reason to keep playing that game is you know broader than the gameplay stuff that we've seen, I could see it being a sleeper hit. It, yeah. But it's yeah. it's one of those question marks, I guess. Well, Jonesy, I think but, I think it might be. Sorry, uh, Jamie, what were you going to say? Oh no, I was just going to say I, it's actually funny that that's the discussion we're having because. With how with Housemark, the developers, you yeah. usually look at their products and say, okay, the kind of arcadey, uh, fast-paced action is the thing they're going to nail, and it's everything else around it we're not sure about. Whereas this one, it's kind of like, oh, what's this soccer mum soccer mum doing on these this planet and all these different environments? That's intriguing, and it's the actual arcadey shooting because it's the first time they've done a third-person perspective yeah. that I'm looking at at least and going like, huh. I hope that feels slightly better than it looks. Yeah, I hope it translates. Yeah. Um, well, interestingly enough, and especially with Jonesy saying kind of like, where's the scope? Where does it go? They then started to go into this weird kind of like first person mode of she goes into a house and it's like yeah. very strange PT Resident Evil vibes. I, I didn't really get it. I must be honest. Maybe I've just got to go back and watch that trailer. But interesting. I think in, in the trailer, they even, or they mentioned, didn't they, about like a her own nightmares like visiting her own nightmares yeah. and it did it gave me vibes of like uh divine comedy kind of thing like the circles of hell and you know and what's the there's a film isn't there with um their who is it i think it's based on that where the guy goes and he's trying to get his wife back and then he finds her in their own house like in uh Do you think of inception no 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 it's not inception it's i can't remember what it's called i, I want to say it's like a um uh Jesus Christ! What's the guy's I'm name? I can't this. remember. No, I, I can't. It's, it's nearly. To, it's nearly like. Can half you remember, one can you remember an actor in it? Yes, but who's the guy who killed himself? The comedian, the funny guy. Oh, you're talking about what dreams may come. Robin yes, Wh- Robin Williams. How do wait, Chris? How did you just pull that from? I've never because even heard I described of that film. the movie. I described I've never the even movie. Heard of it. Because that's you're because, 10 years Jamie, old, you haven't seen lots base, of base, 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 I, I'm, more base, of a, I'm more of a one-hour photo fan where he forces chicks to get their clothes off with a knife. Oh. But I want to say there's a, in What Dreams Will Come, there's a bit where he's he like battles his way through like hell or, or nightmares or whatever yeah. to find his house that his wife is in and she's keeping herself there through weird like weirdness. And I got really strong vibes of that when they pulled this, which I found intriguing. I thought yeah. it looked more interesting. Yeah, well, it's, it's, a, it's a... 
it's also an irrelevant question because Dreams came out last year. <laughs> no, yeah. nothing, I'd nothing. No, like, I mean, Chris that is Chris the weakest weak no, okay. joke I've heard you make in such a long time. <laughs> I'm trying out here. Look, um, I'm working with what you give me. It's, yeah. it's, you're, you're entitled to it, mate. It's, it's very uh, late slash early, so, you know. Hey, listen, True. from one weak ass thing to another, maybe, <laughs> Knockout City, which is like that weird... Uh, <laughs> yeah. They, they've shown it before. Dodgeball the game. But it, yes, yeah, this weird... Well, did they show that the... At the Switch it was a, Yeah, it was, in the, it was in the Direct, yeah. Oh, yeah. it was in the fucking Direct as well. But yeah, it's more of that, which is dodgeball meets characters. And <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, uh, yeah, with maybe like a hint of Splatoon in there almost. I don't know why I definitely yeah. to Splatoon. I thought Splatoon, yeah. actually. It's funny you said that. It does have okay. that vibe. But we were kind of saying that like, if it's a PS Plus game, there's a potential for that to be... Quite popular, I imagine, because it does look like it could be a bit of fun, but I don't think it would be a game that you'd necessarily want to spend your money on. Right. It's like EA had this. I mean, this is an EA game for anyone wondering. They had this exact same thing a few months ago with that game. I think it was called Rocket Jump, which is just like, how are you going to get anyone? Exactly. You're like, you're playing a face. Like, how are you going to get anyone to fucking play it? Like, no one's going to drop even 10, 15 quid on this, like, just on looks of are not enough people to sustain it and for word of mouth to really take off. Yeah. You kind of need uh, like a PS Plus tie-in or a Games with Gold tie-in or Games Pass or you need a free weekend or you just need like rampant marketing yeah. and promotion through like Twitch and YouTube and stuff like that. I don't know. We'll see how it goes, but it's I don't a tough know. sell. Yeah it, seems, yeah, it seems a little bit niche. It doesn't seem like it has uh, what Fall Guys had going for it. It doesn't seem like it has what Rocket League had going for it or has going for it. I think it's a it's tough man it's tough to release these kinds of games these days it's it's also it's interesting to see if you guys agree but i think these in these days because the console games for playstation 5 and things are now moved up to that 70 pound bracket it makes me even less likely to pick up even small titles for <coughs> 10 15 quid because i i know i'm gonna have to outlay 70 quid at some point in the not too distant yeah. future for a That's proper full title game yeah, save your funds for the big ones off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like the purchasing decision has changed across the board, not just on the price, the games that are actually affected by the price yeah. increases. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, look, from, from one game that I think we are kind of umming and eyeing about and saying, yeah, it could be fun, but only if it's free, to one that I will definitely buy. I will spend my own money on this because this looks fucking <laughs> sick. It's a game called Sifu. And besides the name being the little fucking gerbil dude in, in Kung Fu Panda, um, it just looks like a really rad, like, third-person martial arts game. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's, I got roguelite from this. Oh, if it How is, sense. then I'm fucking even more so all Be- over it. Maybe. And I'll, t- I'll tell you why. It was because the dude starts off really young. Yeah. And he's, like, training. And then he goes into the corridor and he's fighting his way through. And then it sort of flashes back and he wakes up in the same place and he's slightly older because he's got the longer hair. Because yeah, he gets knocked out, And then out, he does it he? again. And then, it, like, he grows yeah. a beard on the... on the Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, It's... Fu- yeah, so, so it's weird. It, it Almost the trailer kind of shows its influences in a way because the corridor scene that it starts off with it was giving me the raid vibes very much so yes um, and then it goes into a nightclub which gave me kind of john wick vibes obviously this doesn't seem like mm. there's any gunplay in the game but you know that kind of feel i guess yeah. for lack of a better man. word um yeah it just looks cool man I, I, like, it just came out of nowhere and it just kind of blew me away 
Yeah, those are the games that benefit the most from streams like these, right? When they've just got a trailer that just speaks for itself. Yeah. Like, oh, be it totally. through the art style or, like, the look and the feel of the combat. Um, that's just one of those ones that just jumps off the page and it goes from something you've never heard of to before to something that you're like, shit, yeah, I'd, I'd fucking play that. Yeah. Um, I look, I found the website for the game. Do you want me to read what it says? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. So the, the, the like, the kind of, like, the log line is, is one life enough to have Kung Fu? Ooh, and so on the path, feeling roguelike, roguelike to me. Yeah, the hunt for the assassins of your family will take you through the hidden corridors of the city, from gang-ridden suburbs to the cold hallways of corporate towers. You have one day and countless enemies on your way. Time will be the price to pay. Careful positioning and clever use of your environment to your advantage are key to your survival. Throw up all objects, makeshift weapons, windows, and ledges. The odds are stacked against you. You'll have to use everything at your disposal to prevail. Kung Fu is path for the body and the mind. Learn from your errors, unlock unique skills, and find the strength within yourself to master the devastating techniques of Pac Mei Kung Fu. This sounds fucking cool, dude. This sounds sound fucking cool. cool. Sifu. How it's funny mean? actually because when you look at Sifu, well, I, I made it. I said before this like this this was a bit of a weak, it did seem like a little bit of a weak showing but actually I think you guys nailed it when you have something which doesn't set, like have a big standout game or a multiple big standout games games like this can really shine because yeah. we haven't got anything else and then we're talking about this and saying how cool it looks so yeah. actually these are the sort of games that do really well off the back yeah. of um, I, I, I'm, I'm very keen on it it's coming this year to PS4 and PS5 so that's cool uh, but I wonder if they're going to release on any other anything else. But hey, yeah, fuck it, it looks great. Yeah. Another game. It looks like it looks like really it's coming to PC. I'll say for Chris. Sorry, it is. It is coming to. It's going to be on the Epic Game Store. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Um, and another game that looks fucking cool is Solar Ash, the new game from the Hyperlight Drifter team, which um, seems to be following the aesthetic laid out by Hyperlight Drifter. But if Hyperlight Drifter was obviously two uh, D. And this is moving into 3D, but kind of shares the DNA, shall I say. But it seems like mm. really cool, like parkour slash rollerblady movement and combat. It it just looks like it just looks cool. It's like imagine Journey with combat. You met yeah, you mentioned Journey, like the smoothness of the movement reminded me of you know how parts of the Journey team went on to on to make Abzu and then recently yeah. I think it's called The Pathless. It's almost yes. got that almost like seamless, like flowing nature to it. Yeah. That's, there was some of that going on here. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be cool. And obviously like Hyperlight Drifter was, was fucking cool and a lot deeper than maybe it seemed at some of the trailers. So yeah, be interesting to see what happens with this one. And then guys. For sure. <laughs> d- depending on who you are, this could have been the highlight of the show. I can tell you that from the three of us, it was not the highlight of the show because <laughs> we are not the particular kind of audience that's going for. But there's a, a new Five Nights at Freddy's, which has been teased before, but this was more... I don't even know if this was fucking gameplay. It was something. <laughs> uh, but it was called... It wasn't called... Five, it was called, like, fucking... Oh, so, sorry, yeah, I didn't uh, put that in the document. I'll look it, it up. Security breach or some shit Secu- like that. It was exactly that, security breach. Five Nights at Freddy's security breach. Well, well, well remembered. <sighs> yeah. It was a bit Five Nights at Freddy's goes uh, Resident Evil Biohazard, wasn't it? <laughs> it was like yeah. a, they've kind of got that thing where... It, um, well, we kind, yeah. of said, we kind of said, like, Outlast, like, there's an area that you're running around rather than these rooms, and the baddie is after you, you know? Yeah. And I guess, like, yeah, like Resident Evil, like yeah. Jack Baker, and, uh, just kind of constantly chasing you down. I'm sure, yeah. I, I said it when we were watching it, I said, you know what, 
if I were a Five Nights at Freddy's fan, I think I'd probably be jizzing over this. <laughs> right. Maybe. I yeah. It looks. It looked. It looked cool from usually what you see of Five Nights at Freddy's. I thought it looked. It looked cool from. In yeah, because that Alex Jones, because shit's actually moving instead of static JPEGs. That then <laughs> yeah, that's like so jump, true. Some shit fucking jumps out of you, like you but know, I think, cheap, uh, cheap jump scares. But I think Jamie made the point, and I think he was bang on that a lot of um, Five Nights at Freddy's just kind of looks like it's been the most like low energy, like with the way they've selected yeah. fonts and they've done some yeah, stuff. Yeah, like bro, it's, it's the fonts that like do my nutting. Like, I just don't get it. Like, just choose something else. There's loads of them. Some, most of them are free. It's crazy. It's a wild world They're for fonts. I, I will say uh, one tweet has uh, uh, caught my eye since uh, this trailer dropped, which is the developer behind Five Nights at Freddy's has confirmed that in this new game uh, Freddy Fazbear will be nine foot six so uh, if you want to get stepped on <laughs> yeah step you know, on this me is, Freddy this is the only this is the only first person horror game you need this this season okay? ah gotcha gotcha fucking <laughs> <laughs> strange and talking of strange the next game they shot off was uh, Oddworld Soulstorm which hey yeah. guess what if you like Oddworld games you'll like Oddworld Oddworld Soulstorm fucking <laughs> hell do you know what? They've, they've showed that game fucking so many times over the last two years, and yet that still seems to be the best takeaway that I've ever heard anyone have from it, Chris. Which is like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's an odd world game. That's an odd world game. So, yeah. Do you like odd world? <laughs> you'll like you'll like this. <laughs> but yeah, they, they showed a trailer with various gameplay mechanics. Some some cool stuff, some stuff you kind of expect. I think Jonesy, you you said it's like, hey, they're not really breaking the formula much, are they? It's, it's been like 20 odd years 25 years or something and they're still making the games that look exactly the same but part of me is like oh they're just making the same game again and adding more stuff but at the same time it's, they've got a very cool formula and i think there's a lot of charm to those games and so there's something to be said for just like really polishing yeah um polishing that and you know like making it making it the best version it can be um it, it I'm sure it'll be very cool. And I'm sure if you like yeah. Oddworld games, you'll be really into it. And I'm sure yeah. because the the genre is kind of few and far in between. So more of them, you're welcome. Although so this, one, this will... Yeah. Oh, don't, don't worry. I, was, I think we're going to say the same thing, more or less. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the, the strange thing is that with the DualSense like, capabilities, I guess, the, it, it seems like every PS5 game is like, now they've got to think of how do you add DualSense stuff. So what they've done in this one is Abe, the character you're playing, you get to feel his heartbeat. So I guess if he's shitting himself, it's just, your, your controller is just fucking constantly going, vibrating like a fucking madman. Yeah, it's like you said, Chris, it's early, early days enough that everyone's looking for gimmicks, right? Everyone's looking yeah. for things to do with that thing. Yeah, which is, you know, fair enough. It, it, it's better adoption than fucking Nintendo's HD rumble. So why not? You know, kudos to <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't feel fucking Link's heartbeat in Breath of the Wild, could you? So they're uh, already one-upping them. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that game is coming out on April the 6th, which is soon, in case you didn't know, but also announced that it is a PS Plus game for April, which is nice. That's a that's another one that, like, I think that that's been the theme with Destruction All-Stars and Bug Snacks and even Man Eater to a certain extent, that yeah. the PS5 games that they're making free continue to impress me. Yeah, um, yeah. I like they don't yeah. need to. It's great. Yeah, but it, it is also hard though, right? Because on on PS4, it's almost like you have the luxury of the back catalog. You say, "What are you going to give away free this month?" And it's like, right. you just give them a game from last year. But with the PS5, it's like, well, f- fuck. What are you going to do? You got to give them the <laughs> PS5 game. So 
Got to give them yeah. new games. But then this yeah. this this month just gone, they technically did it twice over. Like I didn't expect Control's PS5 edition yeah. to be uh, free as well. So I don't know who's cashing the checks on these things or who's writing them for that matter. But pff, I'm, I continue to be surprised and kind of impressed. Yeah. Especially when Games with Gold has suffered so much as a result of yeah. Game Pass's sort of dominance. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, true. And also, I guess the the sum of the parts, maybe PlayStation, in terms of the quality of stuff coming out, is definitely skewed towards PlayStation over Games Pass. Games Pass is great. Don't get me wrong. I still fucking love that service. But mm. you're not really getting a lot of the higher tier games on there, are you? At least not until Microsoft pull their finger out of their ass. Right, and get, that's, like, that's the key Infinite. thing. Like until those games will come out, but yeah. for the time being, like what is it? It's the medium, and then like what else was there recently? I don't even know. Don't know. Dirt five, Dirt five games are getting passed faster than I thought it would, but that's yeah. I don't know, like but it, few yeah, stories it, like it that seems to be there. more PlayStation skewed, but that 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 pendulum will swing. But that's yeah, just of kind of where it is at the moment. Um, all right, then moving on from that, we saw some more Kenner Bridge of Spirits, which, hey, guess what? Still looks fucking gorgeous. Still made by the same team that made a gorgeous-looking trailer and made a gorgeous-looking fucking uh, Majora's Mask tribute. So, yeah, they showed off some cool oh, yeah. combat, some cool puzzles, and then some weird fucking very Majora's Mask moment where we put the fucking wolf mask on and then cut to Kenner Bridge of Spirits kind of look title card and then a fucking zombie thing made of other bodies came out as a little tease yeah that's pretty fucking that was sick. cool man that was yeah. that was pretty cool and that's coming out in august 24th on ps1 ps5 so that's cool i'm looking forward to that then then we're rounding out to one of the enigmas i guess for me at least with with good pedigree is some more death loop in a very stylish uh trailer showing off a lot of kind of gameplay a very Bond-esque trailer. Very Bond-esque, very, very Bond kind of uh, music playing in the background. Kind of unclear what we were seeing as how it related to the the central gimmick on the game. It still has, hasn't answered things that I still have question marks over it, you know. Mm. It's still a question of like, is it going to be too overwhelming to remember all of these routines? I mean, I'm sure they'll do it well. I mean, it is arcane. They... They, you know, their systems for their games kind of make their games. So I expect it to be good. Um, but as I was watching the trailer, I was kind of thinking, man, this would be sick as some kind of like a battle royale or squad-based shooter in this island. Yeah. Because that's that's kind of what that trailer felt like to me. It felt like, hey, you've got this character and you can do these moves and you pick up these guns and it's really interesting kind of map to kind of fuck around with. Yeah. I, I think like there's a question out there around Deathloop that I don't really need or want answered for myself, but I'd be yeah. very curious to know the answer for the sake of the game's long-term success, right? And it, yeah. whether or not it's a hit with audiences, which is that if someone picks this up off a store shelf, which I know is a foreign idea in the time of COVID, <laughs> yeah. so maybe they pick it off at the digital store shelf, um, and they think they are getting a, let's say, a, a like a, a like a 
I'm not going to say a linear first-person shooter, but just let's just say a level or stage-based first-person shooter that's like along the line of Dishonored, so it blends elements of stealth with abilities yeah, sure. and stuff like that. But you kind of move from stage to stage, killing a person. Do they have to grapple with the ideas such as the rival assassin who comes to kill you, or the fact that everything's on a loop, so you die, like you? it almost yeah. wants you to die and do stuff again? Do you have to engage with those mechanics to such a point that it can't be enjoyed as a traditional first-person shooter yeah, with right. uh, power elements. The, well, that's I don't the thing know. about this game. I, I, just, I just don't know. It's just strange. I, I said it when watching it. I said, if ever there was a game that, if you're unsure, you turn to Twitch and your favorite streamer and see them play it, and then just kind of <laughs> yeah. be like, ah, so that's how that fucking works. Okay. Yeah, true, well, the, true. The weird thing about this game is that it seems like the main premise is you get to do it again and again. Everything's the same, so you can really figure out, like you're saying, you know, that the Groundhog Day thing of who goes there, who moves there, who does that. But as soon as you throw the element in of the other person trying to kill you, you throw everything out of whack. So you take the main premise and then fuck it all up. Yeah. And say, yeah, it's that how, how, and then how, how long does that work? take to learn these routines? And then once you learn them, are you going to be annoyed when someone comes in and starts fucking around with you? That's what I wonder. Because if you, the, mo- the most similar I could think of, of a game at the moment is like Hitman. So well, you can replay levels in Hitman and yeah. everyone does the same things again and again and you can yeah. figure out where people go, how they do it. Imagine if someone just came into Hitman and started messing with everyone. <laughs> that would just piss me off. Yeah. Like, it's a, good, it's a good question. I want to know the answer to that as well. How does yeah. that actually function? Hey, mm-hmm. Well, I guess, I guess we wait until your favorite streamer, twitch.tv forward slash hot panic, uh, plays the game so you can make up your mind. Oh, so basically what you're telling us to do is don't make a purchasing decision until, let's say, Christmas 2022. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, <laughs> with my current track record. Yeah. Um, but anyway, then we, we come out to a nice little surprise to kind of put a cap on what was an okay state of play. I think uh, we said like some some interesting surprises on the middle end of you know non-triple-a spectrum as it were but yeah and this one certainly was triple-a is final fantasy 7 remake intergrade which is a really fucking weird name but basically the ps5 upgrade to the ps4 game uh, and it's a free upgrade and what's cool is your progress saves over obviously they're talking about like faster load times and better textures and frame rates and this that the other blah 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 that's all cool but what they're mm. also adding is a Yuffie chapter. I mean, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yuffie, Yuffie. <laughs> there was a debate when we were watching it about what it actually is because guess what? When you play the original Final Fantasy VII, all it is is a fucking text box. So I'm going to say Yuffie. So Yuffie's chapter, which, which introduces, uh, obviously, Yuffie as a playable character um, and some companions, let's just put it that way. And that seems like it'll be a paid chapter add-on, probably as a DLC kind of thing, if you have to think of it that way for ps5 and it doesn't seem like it's going to be available on ps4 because what they're saying is upgrade to ps5 and then once you have the ps5 version you can get the yuffie chapter and that's kind of the ps5 upgrade is free though isn't it yeah Yeah, the ps5 upgrade upgrade is free which is good of them to do they could have pulled a scumbag move like 505 games and uh and said (laughs) hey pay for fucking true control all over again if you want the 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 next year totally could have but yeah, and, I mean, and that, that the was really cool. the, nice. the Yuffie stuff looks fucking sick, and I, it just made me want to jump back into Final Fantasy VII Remake. The question is, Chris, mm. how does this affect your outlook on uh, PS5 ownership? That's what I want to know. Well, the thing is, I still like. It's not like I don't want a PS5, so 
you know. You like, heard it like, here first, like, folks. Like someone Demon send Souls Chris a PS5, e please. What's it? I said someone send Chris a PS5, and I looked into the camera. So someone's going to do it. That's the way it works, right? Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Oh let's, shit! Wait, no. Actually, something. if we we wind it back, I need to be crying at the start. <laughs> send me. Look a at PS5. those puppy dog eyes. <laughs> Tell me um, this man doesn't want a PlayStation. But yeah, look, Demon Souls had me sold on PS5, and this even more so now, for yeah. sure, for sure. Because um, it would be cool. Because the the fact that your progress carries over means I could do a new game plus, which would be cool. Sure. Um, yeah. It does seem like this is one of the few times that they've done the old like side by side, like shot for shot comparison of the PlayStation Five version and the PlayStation Four version of a game. Like I don't think I've seen that that many times with yeah. properly done, and it genuinely looked really impressive. Like the sixty frames a second stuff, the better textures, the better you know, every, all the the lighting stuff. It it looked <laughs> wicked. It looked much. It looked. I wouldn't have said the the remake looked bad. Oh no, not but at then all. You see it, it side well, by side. Except, except for when the textures wouldn't load in, and they were just like the fucking right, yeah, yeah. placeholder PS2 style textures, which really yeah. fucking grated me. But you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like this made it's me a good think game. I might, it's a good I might, game. I might pick up Final Fantasy VII remake. You like, are not gonna pick up that. Final Fantasy. Don't lie to yourself. It, it genuinely made me think that, which is I was surprised that probably more than you. <laughs> I mean, were, you know what, Jonesy? You know what, saying even it. on the PS4, it's a good fucking game. It is a solid good game. Uh, but yeah, then now. Jamie found this out. I had no clue. And, and you're going to get a bit of a live reaction here because apparently two Final Fantasy VII related mobile games were announced afterwards, not at the show, but like, I guess on, on Twitter or something. So Seemingly Jamie, on Twitter, yes. Um, and so, yeah, for, for reference, like Chris, big Final Fantasy VII fan, but big has time. intentionally not seen either of these. Uh, and they're both kind of spectacular and bizarre in their own ways. <laughs> the first one, Chris... Yeah, uh, and you're like, I don't know if you want to. Like, do you want to watch the videos in real time, or do you just want me to no, describe just, them to you? Just, just talk. About it. It's it's okay. It's fucking. Ho it's hoppers one a.m. <laughs> like yes. What are we doing with our lives? The first one is called Final Fantasy VII: The First Soldier, a battle royale game set in Midgar before the events of Final Fantasy VII. As a soldier candidate, make full use of your abilities in a battle for survival. And I'm flicking through a video now. A battle royale. And it is, yeah, it's a third person, like, almost looks like PUBG Mobile, Final Fantasy VII characters running around Midgar, but, like, they've got the same, like, names over their heads, the same health bars. Man. Like, but it's a BR game. And at one point, like, someone's just firing a, an assault rifle and goes into first person to do it as well. <laughs> <laughs> weird okay it, yeah it looks kind of like a, a sort of a a knockoff of a probably some kind of a pre-existing battle royale game that they kind of reskinned to work for final fantasy right so. okay which i mean okay fair enough i mean you know what <sighs> i i don't play it but PUBG mobile is pretty fucking massive isn't it i can't believe how big some of those mobile games are they that blows me away having played a couple of them like yeah like how in, is this in this asian big? countries it's absolutely insane um, did I want a Final Fantasy VII Battle Royale mobile game? I never even fucking occurred to me that such you a didn't thing. Didn't know you wanted exist. it, did you? But but you know what the beautiful thing about this is, and maybe not from Square Enix, it probably won't be free. But like, it's a mobile game. It's not going to be that expensive. Just fucking give it a punt. Maybe I don't know. Maybe um, probably going to be free, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's Square Enix. I don't know if it would be free. Maybe. Yeah. Do you know what definitely won't be free? Yeah. The second mobile game that Square Enix presented today. Okay, Do you well, know what? Uh, hold on, hold on. 
because if they've done a Final Fantasy VII Battle Royale, what, what's the next thing going to be like? Final Fantasy VII Rally game or something? Card, nope. card game. Oh, card, game. card game. I mean, if it was Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, that would make sense because they had a mini, mini game that was a card game thing. Not quite. Chris, when you don't know where to go and the path forward isn't clear, sometimes the best advice is to turn around and retrace your steps. Okay, okay. What if I were to tell you that Square Enix are remaking Final Fantasy VII again? Introducing the mobile game Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, a chapter-structured single-player game covering the whole of the Final Fantasy VII timeline, including the events of the original game and the FF... (laughs) seven compilation titles and the compilation and it's like the compilation titles meaning this includes okay advent children yeah before crisis crisis core and dirge of cerberus can okay i think for this not to get like a react because i can't picture it i like i can picture what you're talking about the battle royale like but can you just sing it send like i I won't give you a live reaction but just like scroll through some of the stuff yeah yeah because this sounds mental so basically there, it's like Final Fantasy VII remake, remake Android edition. Yeah, it's all, but it's almost like they're remaking the like PS One style graphics with kind of like the kind what? of more chibi style. There's a link in the in the chat uh, if you want to try and. But there's also there's, like, sorry, there's there's oh there, hold on. There should be okay. Hold on, okay, fine. What? Oh, weird. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know Chris is legit when he goes South African. Yeah, very South African. He's like it's like top down. So it's lost like for words. Isometric. Yeah, but you, if you get to like the maybe like the twenty second point, you start to see how they're handling cutscenes and conversation. They've almost got like drawings like uh, of the characters, and they're like having. A, but I presume it's like a like for like remake of the game, just in this new style that's going to come to mobile. But oh, it's that, also got a com- that, combat system. Was that if sad? you get to what maybe chris if you get to around one minute 20 you'll see the combat which again is kind of like has its own style uh visually and mechanically by the looks of things it's a turn-based thing dude i'm not gonna lie that looks fucking like that's that looks fucking (laughs) sick (laughs) this is is the remake chris wanted yeah maybe (laughs) but like the, the remake i wanted was the remake that they made but this is this is like I'll fucking take this. I'll take this any day. It's fucking cool. Take my money. Do you you know what I see when I look at this? Yeah. I see an opportunity to be able to engage with and absorb the entire Final Fantasy VII story without having to, like, mess around with the really drawn-out way they're handling the actual remakes. (laughs) Yeah. But then they... Like, this is something I can just play. So maybe they can can charge you for every chapter. They refer to it as chapter-structured single-player game. Dude, I, I'll I'll pay for all the fucking chapters as long as it's cool. But I guess they they kind of did this with with um, Final Fantasy Fifteen Pocket Edition, didn't they? They did. Where yeah, it was like the game, that. but they had different stri- sprites. But it was stripped back. I hope it's not as stripped back as that game was. But that's cool. Uh, yeah, that's that's sick, dude. I, why didn't they fucking? I guess because it's mobile. That's why. Because it's not coming to PlayStation. Right. Yeah. I mean, but then again, like also Square Enix, Final Fantasy, like whichever angle you look at this from, they do weird stuff. Like yeah, shit happens. That's I don't know. cool. That that's that's actually wow. 
that, yeah, that's the winner for me, I think, maybe. Um, <laughs> There's something that wasn't even there. Yeah. Yeah. But, but what, what, okay, that's cool. But what was your guys' overall take on this state of play? Like I said, it's the Band-Aid one. Hmm. It was decent. There were, I mean, there were some surprises in terms of like actual some more Final Fantasy VII stuff. Um, yeah. And some surprises in terms of saying, hey, Sifu looks fucking sick. You know, and Returnal yeah. seems odd and cool in a way. Yeah, that's what, be a sleeper. Like, I, I think referring to it as a as a band aid uh, sort of uh, stream is a nice way of putting it. Yeah. And I I very intentionally didn't get my my hopes up yeah. for this. I don't think. And any I just of us think did. like, I think there are some things I just knew we'd see, like things like Returnal and uh, what was the other one, Deathloop, just feel like felt like nailed on things. And when you look at it, it's like a 10 game stream where you can kind of probably guess a small handful of them yeah. and you're not expecting too many surprises. What was hap- what I was happy with was there were little pops in terms of seeing Sifu for the first time, like you just said, yeah. Odd World being a PS Plus game, an updated look at Kenner, which I'm, I'm glad to see still looks as solid as it did yeah. last time, but now with a release date in sight. And even for me, like not the biggest admirer of Final Fantasy VII Remake, a nice, a pleasant surprise that I can respect and acknowledge from that sort of sub-series. Yeah. I, I think, like, they did what they needed to do. Um, so, and uh, there's more to come, right? It's February. Like, Oh, yeah. Well, this is the, the lovely thing. We've got, we got fucking 10 months ahead of us. Yeah, um, exactly. But I had a question for you, uh, Jamie, because you played Final Fantasy okay. VII. And yeah, I did. You, you quite enjoyed it, although there were elements that you did you know, yep. really Spo- spoiler, spoiler cast live for patrons now <laughs> yeah, at, the fi- exactly. at the $5 tier. Yeah, exactly. Our first spoiler cast, which was fun. Um, yeah. But does does this, I mean, w- there's a free PS5 upgrade. Would you look into it? Would you go back to play that game? And would you be tempted by the Yuffie chapter? Um, would I be tempted by the PS5 upgrade? Potentially. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see like a, a slightly more detailed comparison. Jonesy rightly said that it's nice to see the side by sides, yeah. and it's something that we could actually do with probably a little bit more of overall. Um, I'd, but I, I, I need to know like, hey, does playing this at sixty FPS, for example, really make a big difference? And I, I'm not convinced it will deal with all of the issues that I had playing that game. Sure. And yeah. in the Yuffie chapter, it's like it's such an unknown, right? Where watching the, uh, the stream live with you and we had some other guys in the chat who are familiar with FF seven. Yeah. There was like, clearly like it was this cool moment of like, Oh wow. What are they doing? I didn't get that. And as someone who was still a little, little bit burnt by the ending of final fantasy seven remake and that feeling of like, it wants me to come with it so far yeah. and then is happy to abandon me at other points. I'm not saying <laughs> this is another, like a bit of abandonment, but it's another thing of like, Okay, I, I can't. I'm I'm the guy that still doesn't know who the fuck Sephiroth is. Like, I'm not that excited by five, ten hours with Yuffie. Yeah, like, I'm the guy who I'm the guy who you like didn't. I'm not gonna say other names because I don't I don't I don't need to spoil Final Fantasy VII remake yeah. for no reason on this on a video like this. But like the ending of that game took me it took me on a journey for thirty hours, and I felt felt like it just stopped hel- holding my hand at the end. Yes, and absolutely. Like, I, I agree with you. <laughs> this isn't their attempt to grab my hand again. This is just another adventure they're having that like, they're hoping I'm visually at least appealed yeah. by. I don't know. We'll see what the reviews are like. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just disappointed that... Well, look, I'm, I'm excited that we've got a Yaffe chapter, but really what we needed was a, a Jesse chapter. I mean, I'm down for that. Hell yeah. 
You know what I'm saying. Bit, right? bit of eye candy. Jonesy <laughs> might start, might have downloaded the game. If, uh, <laughs> we got a Stanley Jesse chapter. The, the thirstiest oh, character how, of 2020. How, how thirsty Chris is for Jesse. Oh, no, she, she's the thirsty one. Jonesy. Oh, she is, isn't she? She is. She's she's the, yeah. And, and Cloud, Cloud's the one who's clearly like, he's probably gay at some point because he just, he doesn't want to fuck anyone. I, I just, I think he's, uh, what's the fucking word? Like and, and, asexual. And asexual. Asexual. Metro, I was going to say androgynous, but I think that's the right Androgynous. Word. No, that was the uh, the really bad Mass Effect game. Oh, yeah. Mass Effect androgynous. <laughs> <laughs> now that's the, that is the new one. That's what they call it. That's the, that's the new <laughs> the one. The future of Mass Effect. <laughs> the future of Mass Effect is androgynous. It's <laughs> my favorite galaxy. Brilliant. <laughs> um, okay, well, from, from one showcase to another, because BlizzCon happened over the weekend, fellas. Uh, Did yeah. you? Something that I can All tell just, just by looking at him. The, the, the glazed over look on Jonesy's eyes as his background starts falling apart. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. I bumped it. Here we go. Oh, no, no, he's I got blue. No, he's got blue. <laughs> oh, hey, God. It's all gone peaked on. Here we go. <laughs> the PlayStation 5 to the, to, uh, to the rescue. Oh, now I've got blurry. <laughs> could you, could you, can you feel Abe's heartbeat yet, Jonesy? What a disaster. Oh, yeah. Jesus, what a fucking disaster. Oh, look. Oh, this it's is so focusing good. on my controller so good, good that you can actually see the uh, little plus. This is so good. Oh, my God. Come on. There you go. Oh, you're back. Perfect. You're back. Perfect. And you're not that blue. We're back. <laughs> right. Well, look. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Jonesy, for your information, a bunch of stuff was revealed at BlizzCon. Um, I, I think the thing that most people are waiting for is the Diablo 4 news. So yeah. they had a new trailer, which uh, was an in-game trailer with um, showing off a new character, a new class, the Rogue, returning from Diablo 1, which is pretty cool. Uh, the trailer itself was was okay. The, the gameplay, the way that this character plays seems very, very cool. Uh, but not going to get into too much of it. Uh, just... I was a little bit disappointed because in the last BlizzCon, obviously they had the Diablo 4 reveal with uh, probably one of their best cinematics that I think that they've released in a very long time. The art direction yeah. and the um, graphical fidelity of that trailer was fucking absolutely world-class, uh, which is to be expected from Blizzard cinematic department, like one of the best in the world. But I don't think necessarily that coming out of that, that was the biggest thing. For me, the biggest thing was uh, a remake of Diablo 2, Diablo 2 Resurrected. I think, was it, was it called Resurrected? I think I'm not. Yeah, that. no, I think it was. Basically, overhauling the game. If you imagine uh, Diablo 3 kind of engine running Diablo 2, it looks pretty fucking good. Now, am I excited by it? Yes. Am I worried about it? Yes. Blizzard had a fucking home run or a potential home run, let's say, with the Warcraft 3 Reforged remaster. Whoa. But hey, guess what? They fucked it up. They fucked Don't it invoke up. that. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, the jury will be out, but it is coming out this year, so we won't have to wait too long. Another thing that potentially could be coming out this year, I don't remember if they actually said it was, but uh, Diablo Immortal, the mobile game, which... You know what? That's, yeah. that's Diablo. <clears throat> that's mobile. that's been Why in not? some form of testing already, right? So yeah. I feel like it could be close-ish to release. I mean, it should fucking be. I, I okay. 
I'll, I'll get to it after we cover some of this other stuff. So yeah. the rest of the stuff we're not really that much into, but we can kind of discuss a bit. Uh, they showed off some more World of Warcraft, like latest expansion stuff for the Shadowlands. Uh, mm-hmm. Is what it is. If you like WoW and you like Shadowlands, I'm sure you'll be WoW still very, going. WoW still going. <laughs> but but here's the odd thing, okay? So was it was it last year or the year before they released uh, WoW Classic, which was a return to yeah. the vanilla World of Warcraft without any mm. expansions or anything like that. And a lot of people were excited about it because it was a return to that kind of guild style of old school RP- MMORPGs, blah, blah, blah. People were excited. It did really well. It was very well received. One of the few yeah. things at the time that uh, Blizzard was congratulated for. But now they're going... See, this is where it gets weird for me because now they're releasing World of Warcraft Classic burning crusade which was the first paid expansion for world of warcraft and i think it was still like um well received but at this point you you've kind of got it, it's like two parallel things of the same game just going like following each other so and if you re- if you release classic in order to be the purest version and because you want people to strip away everything else then why start releasing all the shit that you yeah, meant that you had to bring out classic in the first no, place. It, no, Chris, let, let me break it down. Have uh, you ever seen Primer? <laughs> yes, I have. I still don't fucking yeah. understand it. <laughs> no, but it's like okay, so I think with each World of Warcraft expansion, uh, criticism kept on mounting that they've been changing the game too much, changing the game too much, so much so that um, custom servers were being made that were doing vanilla. World of Warcraft and then famously mm. Blizzard kind of got involved and shut them all down and then started working with one of the devs of one of the ones that got shut down whatever then they released World of Warcraft classic and people were like yeah this is fucking excellent again but now are they just going to go through all of the expansions again like what as, as long as people keep buying them well yeah I mean that's that's the bottom line right that's the Activision way yeah. Activision kind of getting oh, involved like, there but it's like, just kind of such a bizarre concept like I get it like probably Burning Crusade and Wrath of the Lich King, people will be more than happy to kind of get into. But after that, you start getting into that territory where Blizzard started messing with the formula way too much. That's the thing. I think maybe this uh, becomes impossible to kind of continue when there are too many fluctuations in the actual quality of the expansion and the way people remember it. Because you're absolutely... you, You touch on a really interesting point, which is that, like, if there is nostalgia for obviously vanilla wow and now um burning crusade which there is then theoretically that nostalgia means that there's enough time between now and then for that nostalgia to develop which means that every next because the time difference is going to remain the same if they release them at the same intervals yeah so there'll always be enough time for nostalgia until as you said we get to an expansion that no one liked and i don't know wow well enough to know which one that was but yeah. Uh, yeah. Surely, in a weird way, what's gonna what could happen is you could end up having WoW Classic follows a few of the expansions, gets to a fork in the road where you know it it was where most people weren't happy where it went. It goes a different direction, so then it doesn't follow the path anymore, Ooh. and you end up getting rid of WoW as it exists today, and Classic becomes the new path, and effectively you wow. get you see, someone yeah, get Gwyneth cool. Paltrow that'd on the cool. phone. We got WoW sliding doors. <laughs> I can see that happening because it's yeah. almost like a revisioning of where it should have gone, and you effectively fix what you broke. But it, run, it, it, run, it, run, it, run, run, WoW, run. <laughs> yeah. It, Anyone? It is, it is kind of fascinating though because I think I, I think I'm correct in saying that 
it's one subscription to World of Warcraft and you get like the current World of Warcraft and the classic World of Warcraft and you just choose which one you want. So technically you're not paying anything more for it. Hmm. So I, I know we said that like making out that like Activision is getting involved and being very money hungry. You know, it it is kind of fleshing out a subscription that would have been just one expansion but now you're getting two different expansions so that's good but it just it's it's such a fascinating thing for me like imagine if it's weird imagine it's fucking weird. yeah okay how about this imagine if destiny had this and in the latest expansion they're also like oh yeah but you can go back to vanilla destiny too <laughs> at the same time um yeah and, and it was like a separate thing and yeah. it's like a separate thing with separate progression and separate characters like you can't have one character go between the two versions yeah. and it's just like it's so bizarre and yet it's the good they're kind it's the of good timeline and the dark timeline isn't it yeah i wonder if part of it is and maybe i'm being cynical as i like to be um but i wonder if part of it is because they managed to they know they had a big success originally with yeah. um, more purist wow they want to bring more people on board and what they need to do nowadays that it's been out for so long is they need to sort of regain some like grassroots new players to wow and maybe they're so far like down the wrong path that it, there's a barrier to entry for new players so they're trying to be they're trying to fix that and they're trying to bring more people on board i, wonder I don't think so I, I think the maybe in terms of story storyline but in terms of um, yeah, fuck, it's weird, man. In in terms of like the new WoW expansions, I think they're the, probably the most user friendly, as it were. But like, I wonder if you would ju- if you would jump into it that far down. Yeah, I don't that, know the road. Here, I don't know. I've never been a WoW player. Here, so I, here, you know. Here's another scenario yeah. for you. Okay, let's say I, I I don't know what number Shadowlands expansion is. I think maybe number eight or something. But so if that's number eight and then what if it goes to another eight and then that means that wild classic is caught up to the current expansion then do they just release a third branch of it which goes back to the first wild classic and then you've got three fucking timelines going on shouldn't that (laughs) it's like the episode of doctor who where the alien thing here we go the fucking nerds showed up the alien thing repeats everything doctor who says just after he says it and it gets to a point where it repeats it so soon after he says it, like you can't even tell who said it first. And uh, then the alien thing starts saying it first. So WoW Classic will sudden slip in front and will then have <laughs> WoW bringing out expansions that have came first came to WoW Classic and it will switch. Man, man. Who, who knows where when World of Warcraft will fucking start winding down? Madness. Ah. That's the real question, yeah. <sighs> no, Never. the real question, Jamie, talking about yeah. madness... Overwatch 2.0. Yeah, Overwatch 2, baby. It's a it's a video game. It's, it's a video game. Going We've to be known released about it at some point. Time and hey, guess what? There's still no official release date. Although I think there were murmurings of 2022. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I just I, don't I, understand I don't what Blizzard are doing. Do you know what? I I, I as some I, I so I watched uh, most of the stuff that they showed at least in that sort of like day one yeah you know the day when they needed most of their live streams from blizzcon yeah for overwatch 2 and i'll be honest i don't think i'm that much closer to you uh, <laughs> when it comes to understanding like exactly what they're going for this was already as we kind of us three were discussing before we started recording such a weird prospect right because they're you know they remain somewhat committed to keeping overwatch ones let's call it yeah uh 
core multiplayer going and kind of weaving that into the experience of Overwatch 2 and yet trying to kind of bolt more elements onto Overwatch 2 that make it worth the price of admission. And what I saw from that stream was was that I th- it looked to me like they're kind of struggling to do that. Yeah. Um, namely because the thing that I think some a lot of people have their eye on are these sort of PVE elements, right, as opposed yeah. to Overwatch just being a core PvP well, that's game. Kind of, yeah, that's I, kind of how I saw it. I saw Overwatch 1 as being the PvP and Overwatch yeah. 2 being the PvE with a, with a kind of like a campaign and... But that's the thing. It's not a campaign. It's not a campaign. Like it's like little, front, little front vignettes or something, isn't it? It's little yeah, story and, uh, mission sections, isn't it? Like exactly. Yeah. And I, think, I think they're called hero missions, and the the idea is you kind of assemble a co op team of the uh, of Overwatch's core heroes, and you compete on either. They're sometimes they're the same as the multiplayer maps. Sometimes they're variations. Yeah. Sometimes they're maps, but they open up new areas within them. But you still do sort of like somewhat similar objectives. Like there is literally a hero mission, a PVE hero mission, where you are standing around a thing trying to push it along a path. The payload, fucking hell. The payload, yeah. So it's like, are we just doing PVP stuff against like waves of enemies? Like, is that what we've been waiting, you know, when this comes out five years for? Six yeah. years for? Well, th- that's why I say I don't, I don't know see what it. they're doing. Like, literally, I do not know what they're doing with their time that is taking this long. Are they trying yeah. to crack the formula and they're just not doing it? I don't know. In which case, no, no, there's nothing they can do. Then. But there's nothing they can do. Because, like, you can't well, but cancel what about, what if you made an actual one? campaign? Like, what if you cashed in on the fact that there's so much lore and story and character and really cool, like, cutscenes and cinematics? Like, what if you tried to make a a first person shooter campaign. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd love up. I'd love to I'd love to see him do that but I think but talking about Overwatch that couldn't be called Overwatch 2 though. I would be surprised if they could call that Overwatch 2 because you'd expect it then to be a, a branch off to be a new uh, kind of like a new IP even though it's based Overwatch on Overwatch Immortal. Yeah. Yeah, for, yeah, right. <laughs> but if you want to yeah. talk about Overwatch 2 like there's a quite they have a problem because you can't make this is the same problem that Call of Duty are now having with Warzone. You can't get rid of Warzone because it's bigger yeah. than it's almost like the thing you create becomes bigger than you, right? They can't make Overwatch 2 without screwing up their market for Overwatch 1, so they do some weird PvE bullshit that no one's asked for. But 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 but, but, but I think they can, Jonesy, and I think they've done they they've completely blown it because if you differentiate it enough that you can sell it as two different packages, sure, don't call it Overwatch 2 because it's not a sequel, but if you say, hey, this is Overwatch Immortal, for lack of a better fucking word or name say overwatch immortal is set in the overwatch world and it is a a single player campaign like an, a robust campaign that people that's a much fucking, better idea people will be all over it. and guess what that doesn't imp- impede in overwatch one whatsoever but what they've done now sure. is they've kind of shot themselves in the foot by saying <clears throat> this is kind of weird pve thing but it's not really a campaign and yeah. It relates to Overwatch One, and you know, Overwatch One gets benefits from whatever comes out in Overwatch Two. Like, what's the fucking weird. point? I just don't I understand the, it. They're just basically the, taking a mode. Sorry, Josie. They've taken a mode that would exist in any normal game. You look at the fucking Battlefield games where they've got those little vignettes that come out, where that's their single player campaign, where it's like, oh, you do this little storyline, and then you do that little storyline, and then hey, guess what? The multiplayer is there. That's basically what they're doing, but they spun it out into two different products. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah, it doesn't. The, the only thing I can say in their defense is that there's a part of me that looks at Overwatch 2 and says, oh, like Overwatch 2, new title, number behind it, some new content that isn't available in Overwatch 1. It's going to be on PS5 and Xbox Series X. It's going to revitalize the player base. It's probably not going to be full price. I don't know if the, I don't remember the first Overwatch game being at full price anyway. Um, 
And like maybe it just ends up being a good excuse to get back on board a game that I fell off pretty hard. Right. Maybe. And like maybe there are enough suckers like me who just kind of like fall into the trap of like, <laughs> oh, Overwatch 2. It's literally a sequel to a massively <laughs> successful game and that's a big deal. But yeah, I, it doesn't take away what you guys are saying. If anything, yeah. it just makes people like me look stupid, right? <laughs> I think the so. last thing... Sorry, I was going to say, the last thing I was going to say about those hero missions, one thing that I just remembered was that they were talking about them and they were explaining how they uh, they think they're going to get to the point where eventually there will be hundreds of hero missions in the game. And I oh, think wow. when they said okay. that, it sounded like they felt like they were saying that as like, great content, look at all the stuff we're going to get in the game. And all I heard is someone who could see what they were demonstrating in the game is, great, you've created a system with enough variations in maps, uh, objectives, and enemy types that you like algorithmically you can generate lots of different variations on something that fundamentally will be very, very similar depending yeah. on the combination of heroes you use. Yeah. Um, and that's disappointing. And, and it's, it's the Borderland gun thing. It, well, yeah. I was going to say it's the Anthem problem because <laughs> Anthem was always like... No, but it was, wasn't it? Anthem was like, go here activate this node wait for a, you know defend from a, a wave of enemies and then go to the next objective and do the exact same thing and then go to the next yeah. next objective and do the exact same thing it it's yeah. it's so you, fucking weird if, if anyone if anyone at home wants like a fantastic kind of like summarization of where overwatch 2 is struggling from the developers themselves look up from blizzcon the overwatch 2 section of their panel which was devoted to how they're trying to redesign the core overwatch characters <laughs> only to accidentally illustrate how difficult it is to redesign the Overwatch characters. And it's literally this video, you're watching like an artist saying like, it was my job to try and like modernize McCree. And then you see like the variations that they didn't choose in the final version. And it's basically a person saying, in the end, I couldn't change McCree very much because it's McCree, but this is the new McCree. Yeah, he's and got he's, a new his belt, his belt is a different color. I couldn't take off his hat because it's McCree. And I couldn't also, but his beard, there's literally a bit where he goes, and the beard is slightly longer when they're talking about McCree. And it's like, that's what your game is now. You couldn't change the, the you have, yeah, I don't but it's, it's, was, McCree's it was the beard is slightly longer. It's a it's a victim of its own success, and I think the one of the things, and Jamie, you saying about like the single player, you know, a single player game with the same characters, is a great idea. Like I would genuinely love to play that. It sounds wicked. The problem I think they would have is, and why that would never happen, is because it would get naught point one percent of the success that Overwatch had, even if it did Probably. really well. And so the problem they have is, Overwatch Two can only be Overwatch 2 if it replaces Overwatch 1, in which case it has to include the PvP stuff. And I but think it's that's not gonna. one of, It's not going to, and it was not, because then that would be so risky. Like, I, I kind of feel like, I think you, as you said, Jamie, if they did do a wholesale new Overwatch 2 that said, come to Overwatch 2, it's got new maps, it's got the same characters, but some new characters, and it's got newer stuff, and it's got better graphics, I feel like they could migrate their audience a large chunk of it and of then the, they could. The, Call of I do, Duty migrate their audience every single year not, not the but they didn't this year Warzone um, Modern Warfare has, has absolutely smashed it in 2020 compared to like how well Cold War did and that's the first time it's happened that um, the new COD didn't smash you know the, the biggest game of the oh, year things it did it, yeah. did it did sell very well but it's just that the retention from Modern Warfare is was also the highest we've seen maybe like but, but that's yeah. all from Warzone though right 
Yeah, that's that helps. Yeah, and yeah, they have. That but that's now the the problem that COD have is that Warzone is so popular and so successful and is updated. It's become its own separate entity, right? So yeah, but literally. But I think the Although problem. That, the problem is this, fellas. Like, but they all have know, the same bloody problem. Yeah. Okay. Overwatch came out in 2015. Okay, it's a six-year-old game. It's a six-year-old game. You know what? If you had to say to an audience of a six-year-old game, here's a second version. It's better in every single way. Yes, it's the same game modes, but we've improved absolutely everything across the board. The engine has been improved. The characters have been improved. The, guess what? It, it, you will migrate your fucking audience because it's a six-year-old fucking game. It's, ris- it's still risky, though. Like, it's not. I think it's risky. It's, it's really risky. not. <laughs> Do you know what the funny thing about the Call of Duty comparison is that I just realized? Yeah. Go on. Same company. <laughs> yeah. right yeah, yeah but true. then to, but then why can't they i haven't played overwatch in such a long time but like so i just renewed my season pass for warzone right it cost me i don't know however much it cost to up to to do that battle pass it's going to last for another 50 days or however long a season is like you don't need to put out a second version if you're making the money on the first version and updating it yeah. so do they need to update do like an overwatch 2 when they can just do as long as they can still churn the audience, still make money and release new content, do they really need a num- just one with a number two on it? No, but this is the point. It, it, it's almost like the decision to make Overwatch 2. I mean, this is something that obviously we could have talked about when it was announced as Overwatch 2. The decision mm. to make Overwatch 2 just actually makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't really. Because you could have done any number of different things in a different way and it seems like it would have been more successful. And maybe that's why, guess what? We don't have Overwatch 2 to play right now because it's it's a conundrum in itself on how you can actually justify it. What's interesting, I wonder if you hit it on the head with saying it's a five-year-old... No, it was say six-year-old. 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 Is that maybe the problem was the decision to make the sequel was decided too early, like before games kind of took the turn they've taken... Well, yeah, Overwatch 2 was uh, announced two years ago, right? But then you wonder how long they had it in their heads to make it. So, you know, or they decided to make a sequel and you wonder if the the wheels were already turning, you know, four years ago, five years ago, in which case they maybe would, they should, yeah. if they'd just waited, but, then they never would have made the decision sort of thing. But again, again some, some games, and, and true, this is more to more established franchises, but they would start thinking of the sequel almost before the initial game is released. Oh, okay. Oh, fair enough. It's so always it harder with a new IP, years, yeah. obviously, with a new because you don't know how successful a new IP would be. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. That just seems like a bit of a cop-out uh, argument for them to say, oh, yeah, but, you know, we by the time we started thinking on it and things have moved and then obviously complications this that the other i don't know it's yeah. just I, I think like we're also like talking around the real elephant in the room right which is that blizzard were obviously waiting for gearbox to shut down the battleborn servers to fully clear the path for a new overwatch game now that's happened <laughs> true then they can go right ahead <laughs> but don't Battle worry because, i forgot because, they even existed don't worry because battleborn 2 when that releases is gonna be mm. do you know what oh, yeah. I, I hope there's a two hour intro cutscene to get me into uh, Battleborn oh, 2. Yeah, remember that, that you couldn't fucking skip. 
we t- we tried to do a let's play out of it, didn't we? And it was like this is not going to work as a video. Yeah. Hold we on, like, because look, we like, Jamie got- would love that as a demo for Battleborn Two. He would love an unskippable <laughs> two-hour-long cutscene. That, that was kind of mental. But yeah, I remember look, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, okay, I'm all got, for psychological. I'm all for two hours to record this say. thing, guys. Okay, let's set it up. Okay, that'll take about half an hour. Okay. Oh shit, there's a half-hour cutscene. Okay, we've got an hour to play this game. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It look, kind of look, these things work. I, I, don't, I, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, all right, it was so a, an effective demo. Oh, I've gone fucking blue yeah. again. I don't gone blue again. Just, 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 just because like uh, the fucking people can fly accidentally turned the Outriders demo into some fucking Josie thinks it's Project <laughs> MK Ultra, like fucking brainwashing people into buying the fucking game. MK Ultra. Like, not, not not them, just the practice, the practice in general. I think they just copied it from other someone else. <laughs> All right, guys, look, the, the other Blizzard thing that none of us care about, Hearthstone. If you like Hearthstone, they've got a new Year of the Griffin with new cards. Congratulations. What on Hearthstone? The most notable missing... <laughs> Oh, that, that that triggered me for some reason. Uh, it's it's two a.m. Everything's going to get a laugh. Yeah, at this exactly. stage, I'm, I'm trying to wrap this up, fellas, as best as I can. I'm Bro, we've got two more news stories. Oh god, no, fuck it, we're not doing them. We, can we at least make, can we say can we say them out loud? So, because you, know you know what the comment we get sometimes that I'm always like, oh shit, really? Yeah. Didn't. Sometimes people leave a comment being like, yeah, you guys are my weekly news roundup. Like I get all my gaming news from oh. you, and I'm like, shit, what if we forget something? <laughs> this okay. person just might okay, never fine, know. Man, we can do Fair, it. Let's do it. We can. We can the, do the this. last thing that I want to bring up about, about BlizzCon, this is just a personal thing, but hmm. from a company that built its name and its reputation on real-time strategy games, there were no RTSs shown off or discussed or anything. There was some kind of like weird um, StarCraft All-Stars match that they did, but that was it. So that that just makes me a little bit sad in my soul. Yeah. And do you know what makes me sad, like vicariously? Yeah. Is that I watched the Diablo 2 live stream, like the reveal trailer that I guess they played out, and I genuinely thought you'd come away from that like, bawling your eyes out i thought oh me it was going to turn your world yeah you personally yeah. i thought it was going to turn your world upside down and to hear you come out kind of muted your 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 reservations come from the right place yeah like you're being the right kind I've of be, i've been burned too many times but, jamie yeah this is the, and the, i think that's what's sad right it's like illustrative of what we've talked about for the last couple of blizzcons it's sad that the blizz blizzard you remember chris yeah. and the blizzard that you know shaped so much of your gaming history aren't the same company. No, it's not. You said I'm that not before. Even the same people but, yeah. are there. But the other thing is, okay, so this BlizzCon had been delayed. What were they going to show at the last BlizzCon? They were probably <laughs> thanking their lucky stars that COVID hit and they go, oh, we got to cancel this shit. Uh-oh. Yeah. Because what would they have shown? Honestly, what would they have shown? Nothing. Pathetic. Logos. Yeah. Jeff Kaplan was nervous. They only had 95 hero missions ready for oh, a book. <laughs> they needed to hit triple figures. <laughs> All right. But anyway, yeah, so... That, that, that's the main news roundup, okay? Now we're going to give you the headlines before we put a cap on this so we can all go to sleep and then uh, Jonesy and I can wake up at the crack of dawn because we are parents. Fucking hell. I've got work tomorrow. I've got, I've got work tomorrow. <laughs> all right. Uh, PlayStation announced... Well, Announced is a bit of a weird one because they released a blog post. Yes, blog, not vlog. Nothing to do with video. It was a weird announcement, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was just them getting was. in front of it and just kind of letting people know. But yes, PSVR, I guess, 
2.0 or the PS5 version of PSVR is in development, a next-gen VR system, so got nothing to do with the current iteration of PSVR. We're talking about everything from enhanced resolution and field of view to tracking and input and uh, new controllers as well that seemingly from uh, some patent images that have come out seem to be mimicking the Oculus way of doing things of... Uh, controllers with a track, like a tracking loop over your knuckles that will give you finger tracking. So that's that pretty cool. So cool. It won't be launching in 2021, but it will incorporate features found in DualSense. So it'll be interesting to see what yeah. they do. Also a nice little quality of life uh, feature. It'll connect to the PS5 with a single cord. So none of that fucking breakout box and all that bullshit. Yeah. It's cool. It, it's weird to have new tech announced in a blog and them acknowledging that it's not even going to come out for the rest of this year. Yeah. But it's important to me that at this stage, well, one, that like that we're getting a follow-up to what I think is still the best-selling headset in VR terms. Yeah. Um, maybe the Quest now might be overtaking it, but it was at one point, uh, which is good for the future of VR. And you know, I'm sure James yeah. has got something to say about that. And also, they're just saying all the right things. Uh, right yeah. in terms of single chord experience, resolution, field of view, it's obvious, but it's what you want to hear. Yeah, they're not, they're not the PS- saying you need to log into your Facebook yeah. account in order to. Use it. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. And the PSVR was accessible, but like the, using the old PlayStation camera with the old PlayStation Move controllers and all the light-based stuff was never going to be the future, yeah. right? So, yeah, exactly. No, I, I think um, it was quite funny because when when PlayStation Five came out, I remember reading a few things where people were saying like, "There is no VR for PlayStation 5. It's uh, they, you know, it's not going to be a thing. It's like, of course it is. They just haven't announced it yet, just because it's not at launch. Like it's obviously Dude, yeah. coming. PSVR, PSVR, the initial iteration, did very well for their bottom line. I'll tell you that much. It was as mm. as someone who sort of um, was an early adopter of like PC VR with an HTC Vive when it cost a friggin' bucket load. Um, I was really impressed with what PlayStation did. Um, I enjoyed the PlayStation VR games that I tried out. I think they had a very good. Um, it was it was a very good way to get into VR, and it was not yeah. not bad by any stretch. Dude, can uh, I tell you so why? I'm excited, I'm excited, this, this is the thing I've understood about VR and the the barrier, right? It's it's ease of entry. How long it takes you to say in your head, "I want to play a VR game," to how long you how long it takes to actually be playing that VR game. Yes, the PSVR fucking nailed it. You know what didn't nail it? pretty much every other vr headset where you had to fucking spend half an hour setting that shit up except now obviously we've got the quest 2 which is a lot easier and blah 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 so those are pretty cool but yeah it's psvr did it before the other companies did it and that's why it did so well because hey guess what you switch on your fucking playstation put on your headset and you're in the game yeah no absolutely and and any like jamie said they're saying exactly what they need to say it's about resolution it's about field of view it's about it's all that stuff is is great yeah. Anyway, yeah, Jamie, you want to say something else? Oh, so really sorry in there. Um, I'm just I'm fucking this all up. I was going to say the other thing you do get with PlayStation, right, is you get some kind of a guarantee that because it's in their interests and ours, they're going to come in with like a a, a good price point, something yeah, that right. appeals to people that bought the console. If there's one thing that's sometimes a bit weird about uh, PC VR at the moment as someone who owns a, a high-end PC, like it's weird to me that the Quest 2 is still more appealing than, say, um, what's the latest uh, HTC and uh, Valve sort of like HTC, collaboration? Uh, 
HTC oh, 5 Pro or the... Um, no, it's the next one, but I can't remember. The, the thing that's got a word, it's a name. It like is. It, come, it came out alongside Half-Life. I pre-ordered uh, it and then they said, do you want it? And I said, yeah. no. No, no, <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the Valve one. That's the... Uh, well, yeah, what's it called? The Valve... Sorry, I meant the... Index. Index. The index. index. The Index, yeah. yeah. Oh, so I was going to say, it's weird to me, like, I own a, a high-end rig, but, like, the Index is still something I look at on that website and think that just looks inaccessibly expensive in and of yeah. itself. It is, yeah. And at least with PlayStation, you know, it's going to be aimed at people that have bought a console that is the console itself is half the fucking price of the index right yeah. so like <laughs> yeah exactly right. but the, the quest 2 is kind of where you want to be at with your vr at the moment I think. for sure for but sure. it's the facebook thing that kind of fucking kills it anyway let's move yeah, on okay guys we need we need to rattle this through because i'm gonna fall asleep before we even i think that could be quite a fun like little ending to this little <laughs> this journey we've been on yeah except uh, i'll just be recording just myself sleeping which Hey, maybe that could be a Patreon stretch. <laughs> no, okay. Maybe. Uh, Cyberpunk update. Patch 1.2 has been delayed. Surprise, surprise, from the company that bought you other delays. But this time, <laughs> I think it's justified because they're talking about the um, the hack that they had has kind of caused this delay because obviously the hack um, locked up their servers and got a lot of their... No, no user data, but um, uh, employee data was seemingly leaked. So instead of coming out in February like they had hoped in the roadmap that they'd put out, which was non-committal to begin with, let's be honest, um, mm. they're moving it to the latter half of next month, which is fair. They are promising that this will have a much more extensive scope uh, for the updates rather than just the previous patch 1.1, which didn't seem to do much on the surface for a lot of people. Uh, well, it's, yeah. it's said that it did for for base PlayStations and Xboxes, but I must admit I'm not 100% on what it even did for them. Yeah, fair. Uh, yeah. What is interesting, though, is Jason Schreier was reporting that employees haven't been able to actually work on the game in the past two weeks because of the hack. And also that they... Well, Jamie, you know more about it, but they're um, equivalent of, like, a national insurance number in Poland or... Yeah, whatever it is has been leaked and their passport information has been leaked. So they've been told to kind of go to the authorities, what have you. Yeah, I think in that situation, CDPR were probably and quite understandably uh, sensitive to the issue in terms of giving employees the time they would have needed to like arrange whatever they needed to arrange, right? Because sometimes that shit could be complicated and deeply rooted. I think the other thing that he reported that was interesting was that obviously a lot of people at CDPR still set up to work from home, uh, which means having their PCs at home, those PCs, the work PCs at least, had to be sent back into the office (laughs) to then be checked by technicians for malware, spyware, whatever, any lingering uh, aftermath of that, that hack. So... It, it's not one of those things that's as cut and dry as like, oh, classic CD Projekt Red, dropping the ball yeah, again. It's yeah. a little bit more unfortunate, but it's still just like, it's just another fucking kick in the face. Yeah, for, I do feel bad for them, dude. Like, yeah. not, not to say that they don't deserve some of the criticism that they got, obviously, but yeah, it's just one thing after another. And even, look, okay, can't feel too bad for them because they made shitloads of money from this game. But it, it, it's almost like, it, to me at least it feels that no one gives a shit about cyberpunk anymore it's kind of come and gone and yet the company needs to kind of stick with the game and yeah release that you know especially with the kind of loans they got from the polish government and the uh court cases that are ongoing on you know it it's a shit time for any developer and no one really kind of needs to go through it anyway well, be, uh, it'd be absolutely sure. horrendous for the next game they try and release if they don't sort of come good <sighs> 
Um, it, it's almost you know, like they can't go it. through this hype cycle again. They, they almost have yeah. to like finish the game and then be like, oh, by the way, we've got a game. You know, do, do the Bethesda. Here's the game. It releases in three months' time. I think it's, it's, it's a little bit sort of unfortunate that the only two things that were um, uh, almost definitive in their roadmap before were the January and the February patch. Everything else was really wishy-washy and the timeline was, <laughs> yeah. was very but non-committal. It just... That- who knew that's why even that's why even the statement is kind of fascinating right it's because cdpr have become obviously non-committal yeah. and that's in their best interests don't make promises you can't keep that patch 1.2 gets delayed what do they say what like word for word because it's in the document we've got um uh um, the aiming got, oh, of the second half now. of march no we've been working oh. on numerous overall quality improvement and fixes and we uh no, where the fuck is it? Where it says the bit? It's all gone oh, That's wrong. what it is. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna have to read the whole thing. <laughs> but uh, while Jamie's doing that, I will say, like, absolute bell end or people in general who hacked them and then fucked like us by making us like have to wait even longer for yeah. a sodding. Um, for a stable, a stable platform, right? To play do, the game. Do, you know, do you know what it is? I think they wrote one sentence and I just made up the rest of it. It's when they say, <laughs> our goal for patch 1.2 goes, goes beyond any of our previous updates. Right. And then you thought they said, and, and uh, we, and I, I we guess, touched little boys. No, I, I guess in my head I thought they'd made like some big comment of like, trust me guys, you're going to notice 1.2. Oh, <laughs> like you like, made that up in your own head. You're gonna, trust me, trust me guys. This is, how, this is how the this shit gets out of hand, right? It's like people like me create our own narratives. <laughs> and... Okay, listen, that's got to be the, the key word for the end of this pod, right? Trust me, you're going to remember 1.2. <laughs> <laughs> trust me, 1.2 is going to fucking... In 1.2, you can feel V's heartbeat. <laughs> So right, um, feel. Uh, some other things obviously we mentioned that the Mortal Kombat trailer dropped uh, first trailer was released uh, and the movie comes out April 16th and then there was a Jezebel article that said oh but who forgot to invite Chung Li in a uh, I, I'm guessing a non-ironic capacity it was it was non-ironic and it was obviously someone who doesn't who hasn't played Mortal Kombat maybe Street Fighter who just do you know what I'll give her a pass she maybe thought like didn't be even bother thinking about it. And I think she even then put in the article, um, surely you want Earth's best heroes to be in Mortal Kombat and Chun-Li and her spinning bird kick are, you know, absent. And of course, then it took Twitter to about three seconds to say, Chun-Li's in Street Fighter, mate. Wow. And then, uh, but to be fair to, to be fair to Jezebel that did the article, um, they left it up and they put a, they added, put a tag at the bottom basically saying, um, we Lol, now know April why. Fools. We, no, no, they did. I think they tried to swing it. Apparently, they tried to swing it as like it was a joke and it, that they knew what they're doing. But I couldn't find any evidence of that. When I read the story at the end, it just said, We now know why Chun Li's not in Mortal Kombat. Um, and, and they left it <laughs> up. Fair, and fair play it. to owning up to it. Yeah. 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 That's the right way to go about that. But they're not oh a game. God. They're not a gaming thing. They're, they're a women's like feminist magazine thing. They obviously aren't that into video games. I did go through their website. They don't cover video games, they don't have video game art schools like so they didn't really know what they were talking about i mean give them a pass they got they got a lot of heat for it and i think it was maybe a little strong like they, you know if they shouldn't be reporting on it then maybe if they're not going to research it but i think it was a wow. staff writer as well she's probably quite young give oh her a break god yeah which one of you two tweeted about kano i did this has just come I back s- to me now you're so wrong that's such a bad take i said yeah, the real travesty was, was that kano was in it 
Kano's quality Kano, in making Kano's so Kano, annoying. Yeah, Kano's making so good. Making him an Australian fucking genius. Oh, he, literally, he literally has the best line of that whole trailer. Go on. <laughs> Dude, the thing right at the end where he's holding the heart. <laughs> I can't stand and it. He's, uh, you, you, he, goes, he goes, you fucking beauty. <laughs> he's holding the heart. <laughs> so cringe. He just ripped oh, a heart out of somewhere. Okay, so anyway. cringe. Guys, the last bit, uh, a special one for me. <laughs> because Republic Commando, Star Wars Republic Commando, maybe the best squad shooter ever released, is coming out to Switch and PlayStation on April 6th with updated controls and maybe some graphical tweaks. Hell yeah. What more could you ask for? We actually made a video. Well, I made a video on why Republic Commando is worthy of a, a great video, a re-release. So I will link it. Go and watch it. And with that, trust me, patch 1.2 is going to blow you away. <laughs> oh, weird. What's, I was just trying to... F- what's weird? I was, tr- I was trying to find our channel really quickly because I was, I was basically... I was going to make a joke. Okay, um, here we go. I mean, I just want to go to sleep um, at this point. But wait, yeah, do, you want me to make the, do you want to make the joke or do you want me to tell you the thing that was weird or, or both? Both. Do go it. On, and do then it. please, let's just... Okay, sign. so the, 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 the joke was going to be... Um, Jonesy makes a video about that horror game and GOG pull it from stores. Chris makes a video about Republic Commando and it comes back to consoles. I like so it. So who's the real influencer? That was the joke. The interesting thing was uh, because I had to, re- to get a new SSD and I don't have any of my like history or bookmarks, yeah. I just typed in Super Show to Google for I think the first time ever. <laughs> Turns out the Super Show was a, an Asian-wide live concert tour by South Korean boy band Super Junior. Yeah. It's also a music directory made in 1969, directed by John Chrome. <laughs> How far down until you get an to the agricultural Super Show podcast? Thanks, mate. So let's see. Okay, so there's the agricultural show management <laughs> software Super Show system. Wow. Um, Maybe this is uh, why we're not growing as a channel. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's actually it's uh, just below just below the Amazon link to the Super Show 1969 film. It's the Audio Boom link, the ah, Super Show right. podcast okay. Audio Boom. Nice. Then it goes back to the last great jam of the sixties. <laughs> wow! There's also an event called the Saturday Super now? Show at the Phoenix Arts Club in Ooh. London. I think this is going to become an iconic podcast. This one. <laughs> do you want to know? Do you want to know what the definition of Super Show is according to the Free Dictionary? Go yeah. On. Brackets the it's a noun, an exceptional show. <laughs> Can we change our tagline to "It's an exceptional show"? It's an no, exceptional it's, show. It's, but 1. you have 2. to ha- you have to have the in italics. You have to the brackets noun, noun. like noun. Like, like, that, like that beginning, show. like the slate at the beginning of Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it's just I, I'll also an take. I'll show. also take. This is an exceptional comment. Yes. Sure, I haven't even had dinner yet. We're going to finish doing this, <laughs> and I'm going to go have dinner. You it's, mad man? It's, it's twenty five minutes past two. According to BoardGameGeek.com, the Super Show was a board game that came out in 2014 for two to six players aged eight plus. It's a wrestling tabletop dicing card game. That sounds sick. I've gone blue again as well. There's literally, there's literally a, yeah, there's a professional wrestling card game called The Super Show. We've got to play this. We should. We should play every game called The Super Show. We should do everything that you guys want to do, but can we do what I want to do right now and just end this podcast so I can go to sleep, please? Yeah. Ah, with that, thank you so much for listening or watching, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>